You're listening to Walking the Ropes with Blake and Caleb. On this episode, Impact Wrestling, NXT, and All Elite Wrestling Dynamite Review from January 26th and 27th, 2021. Hello, everybody, and thank you for dropping into this edition of Walking the Ropes. I'm Caleb. And I'm Blake. We have an awesome show for you today. We will be covering news from the last few days. Uh, Impact Wrestling from Tuesday night, NXT and Dynamite from Wednesday night, as well as we'll be talking about the polls from our Twitter and our favorite and least favorite bits from each show. Yeah, but before we get into that, if you guys would like to support us, make sure to check out our Buy Me a Coffee and Redbubble pages, which can be found through our link tree, uh, as well as following all of our social media to stay up to date with everything going on with Walking the Ropes. But uh, with that being said, um, yeah, we we've had quite a quite a few days, quite a few days here of uh, of wrestling. Um, yeah. not a bigger not- night than um, our Monday recap. <laughs> Not not a whole hell of a lot for for news, but I know you've got a few points. I've I just have some neat ones that I thought were kind of funny. So oh, I well, um shoot. my first one is Goldberg almost bit his tongue off when he speared the Miz. I, like like a movie yeah. been hitting for. You forgot that you're not supposed to have your tongue out when you do that move, like like that that just seems like like there know. wasn't a whole hell of a lot of thought there i guess well, and and goldberg also used it as like uh like people were getting annoyed with him and he's like yeah well i almost bit my tongue off for you guys basically and i'm like is but that's not something you should be proud of you're a veteran of many years in the wrestling ring i'm not sure how many years like 15? i i feel like he doesn't it's very similar to uh, how Ronda Rousey was, where they don't seem to grasp the idea that fans are going to like and dislike you, whether you're a face or a heel. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter if you're a face, fans aren't always going to like you, so suck it up. Exhibit Cena, who literally, John Cena sucks. Like, literally, <laughs> he's supposed to be the top baby face of the company and three quarters of the crowd can't stand him yeah but he loves the fact that they are willing to boo him even though they know they're supposed to cheer him yep like cena comes out and he he feeds off of that whereas people like goldberg they get annoyed by it and it's it's weird yeah that was that was rousey i mean rousey came in was supposed to be a face and then fans just kind of got tired of it which we've talked about in the past here and they kind of started to turn on her, and it legitimately pissed her off. I'm like, welcome yeah. to the pro wrestling business. Like, yeah, this is... it's what happens. This is exactly what happens. Like, I I don't know. And I also saw a thing earlier with you mentioning Goldberg. Uh, basically saying how he hopes Karma comes back and bites some of these younger guys in the ass. Um for for their comments on the legends and whatnot and i'm like dude just like they all got they they all have a respect for the legends but it's one of those what they're saying isn't true isn't not true yeah it's it's like just let these guys shine sure like just uh 
I don't know. I I find I find people like Goldberg and like we've mentioned uh, Jim Cornette in the past, and that they're yeah. just bitter. They're just bitter about it, about all of it for some reason. I like to picture them as the old guy on their uh, balcony or porch saying, get off my lawn. Oh my god, you know? yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, that, that's that's a good point. Yeah. But uh, what... uh, Did you want you to say your news point then? Uh, yeah, uh, just a quick one. Uh, it was announced, uh, I saw it on Twitter, uh, that uh, WWE Backstage will be returning on Saturday for a uh, Royal Rumble Royal Rumble special. Um, I know Renee Young, Renee Paquette, whatever they're gonna have her go by on the show. It'll uh, likely be Paquette because she's not under WWE contract. Well, here's hoping, but who knows? Uh, I know Punk wasn't announced for it. I'm not sure who else. I would assume probably Booker T and Paige will be on it. Um, but More they uh. Well, they, actually, I think actually Paquette on a tweet said uh, she will be seeing Paige for sure. She oh, she awesome. mentioned Paige by name. Oh, so. cool. Well, that that that'll be that'll be uh, worth a little bit of a at least the highlights to watch. But sure. uh, they will be, I guess, announcing the if I got this right, the thirtieth entrant in the men's rumble, and the first and second entrance in the women's rumble because you know. Just because you don't have a live crowd, why keep any surprises? I'm fine with the first and second entrant because we normally do know the first. Like, a lot of times there's a match that has the stipulation of, well, if you go from first and win it all, then you can actually challenge sort of thing. See, my if there's a stipulation or, or hell, even if it was like a matter of like, um, it's a one-on-one match and the loser is the first one in the rumble and that's it i don't mind that but if there was nothing leading up to it i want to sit there and sure it's number one and two it's the first two guys like to some people it might not be that big of a deal but that that's the start of of what's going to end up being a 45 minute hour hour you know plus match and some years those first two competitors you know, make all the difference. I mean, we've had we've had surprise returns in the number one and two spots. Well, my, my one that's immediately coming to my mind um, was the year Dolph Ziggler comes out number one. He's talking on the microphone and says, you know, I don't even care who number one or number two is. I'm going to win it all. And then Jericho's music hits. That's the very, that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> like, I Jer- just... like, it's just amazing that that they want to, especially the thirtieth entrant. Like, like that's me, the build up. Like some years, it's like, uh, and other years, it's it's like a big freaking deal. Number thirty. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I mean, we talked about it quickly there. Like, what it it could be the what they did to Lana. I was it last year or two years ago now. Mm, uh... Becky's win. So two years. Yes. No. Anyway, whenever Lana was the 30th entrant and Becky came out because she was hurt, um, if they do something along those lines, I'm kind of annoyed. Why did they even announce it to to begin with? But I don't know. Yeah, two years ago. Wrote, two years ago. Because that, that was uh, Nia Jax thought, entering uh, the men's rumble. 
Yeah, and I thought because I thought Charlotte won last year. Charlotte won last year. Yeah, I totally yeah. forgot Becky even won a Rumble like that. I think her and Seth won the same year. No, her and Nakamura. No, no, no. Her, her and Seth. Yeah. Because because that Mania opened with Seth and Lesnar because Lesnar was pissed yes. off he wasn't in the main event. Yeah, and, and then, then Nakamura the was women's. Nakamura and Oscar. Yes, yes, because yeah. that was the first uh, the first women's. Uh, yeah rumble yeah um we know our history <laughs> it takes a minute sometimes but sometimes, uh yeah. it's just uh, one of those I, things where i i don't i don't like that they're that they're that they're announcing any of it um yeah like we've gotten who the entrants are which is normally what we get but we don't know where they are yeah and very that's always rarely. a neat thing because sometimes you have some really hot feuds and you don't know if they're actually going to come off in the rumble like one year we had uh, MVP and Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy got eliminated just before MVP came out, and then he ended up costing MVP the match or uh, his elimination. Like that's like, happened so sometimes a lot. It works. So it it does. But um, <coughs> one thing that I miss, and I know it's super gimmicky, and we'll we'll move on with the news here. Uh, but it's the uh, old uh, ball tumbler. Uh, that they yeah, used to use back so in like cool. 06, 07, 08. And they would play it up through the weeks leading to the Rumble. Well, where... I think they even used it in the first couple Rumbles too. Oh, more than likely. But like, I just love the gimmickiness of it where they do it like kind of through the weeks. And sometimes like the tag teams would like look at their numbers and and then like they do it a little bit during the like the Rumble pay-per-view. Yeah. I just, I well, know it's just a, a segment in there, but it's so gimmicky that I loved it. <laughs> Or you had, like, two heels look at each other, and they, like, grab them at the same time, and they're like, oh, do you want to switch? And they'll just switch, and it's, they'll be like, you can't do that, and they'll just walk away. Like, like it was, it's just one of those things, but, uh, yeah. but anyways, what else you got? Um, I just have two more, uh, Riddle wants to fight Lashley in the fight pit, and he wants to do it for the U.S. title. I don't care if it's for the U.S. title, just do it. Yeah, do it in general. Give a give us Lashley and Riddle in the fight pit, please. Like that—that like, oh that would be God. fantastic. That would be utterly fantastic. Dude, that's really all I have to say about that one. Yeah. Um, Dave Meltzer reports that Rhea Ripley was going to be moved to the main roster a few weeks ago, um, but those plans got scrapped, uh, and that she to be pushed back to a few weeks, and it's now a few weeks. So I almost wonder if she's gonna be in the Rumble. Uh, I, yeah, I could see it. Um, I, and I mean, this is, once again, this is nothing towards, uh, Rhea Ripley, because, I mean, absolutely amazing performer, but all the momentum that she was building, uh, absolutely got demolished at Mania last year, letting mm-hmm. Charlotte pick up the victory, and since then, I've been, I honestly, I want to see her succeed, I'd love to see her on the main roster, but I've I've found it hard. I mean, like she's had some great matches uh, and whatnot. I mean, she had that uh, last women's standing match back uh, a few weeks ago in that. And so it's not to say that she's been lacking completely, but there was so much momentum, and then it was so like killed off so quickly that I'm having a hard time actually getting invested behind anything for her again because I'm like, they had it, you know, the the ball yeah. was in her court. And then they just walked in and took it away from her. And... So, yeah. I think that what they could do if she is in the Rumble, if she just comes in and eliminates half the field, let's say, 
and wins it all, I think that would be the perfect switch around, get her the momentum she needs again. Like, she's the dominant person again. You so, know? do we put the title on Charlotte before Mania, and we get Rhea Charlotte yeah. two, and Rhea takes the win this so, year? So, Asuka and Charlotte are defending uh, their tag titles at the Rumble. I think they'll lose due to them arguing with each other, and then uh, Asuka will give Charlotte the tag uh, a shot at the the women, the raw uh, women's, the title. raw women's title, and okay. Ripley will then win the the rumble. Charlotte will beat Oscar. Even at say they want to do it at Chamber on a raw or fast lane. I mean, we got two more want, pay-per-views. Even if they don't want to do it on a pay per view and do it on a raw or whatever, sure, like they have time to change the, the the hands, and it would make sense considering they uh have uh Oscar being kind of terrified by a bliss so they could have something happen there during the match put the title on charlotte that way the feud with oscar and bliss continues and charlotte can go feud with Rhea with the title that's a fair point yeah <clears throat> it'll be interesting to see what they do um and uh one last point of uh of news basically before we move on to uh the list of uh results we have here um all Elite Wrestling uh, confirmed last night during their Dynamite that uh, their pay-per-view revolution is, in fact, uh, going to be Sunday, March 7th. Um, so, uh, the first AEW pay-per-view on a Sunday, first I was going to say, is that the first one on a Sunday? So, um, that's... It'll uh, be interesting. Um, if, they, if they get a really good uh, showing at it, I wonder if they'll start to even attempt to compete with uh wwe on sundays to see who books it first sort of thing i'm like it, it might be like i don't want the them to book on the same aspect, night but i'm just i i really enjoy AEW's pay-per-views airing on a saturday i'm i'm yeah. i've been enjoying those those big shows on saturdays and being able to wake up on a sunday and it's still being the weekend and even if the show runs close to midnight or something I'm not, you know, worried about it where like we got the rumble this Sunday and I'm like, you know, it, it, it'll probably run more of a solid time. We've had really good uh, timing during uh, the pandemic era with the wrestling. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, you, you think back to like previous manias. I mean, I, I like to talk about the last time we were at a theater for, for mania. Um, I mean, the show ran seven hours. Just the main card, if you include the pre-show, it probably ran closer to nine. Like, I just, I well, I can remember we left the theater and it was, like, almost one o'clock, if not one o'clock in the morning. And I was like, yeah. well, it's Monday and we gotta be up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, being in college at the time, too, I'm like... We had class the next day, I think. Like. Yeah. Yeah, so, we did. So, we it's... <laughs> We really were weren't the most intelligent college students, but we loved wrestling, so we wanted to go do that. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, you take those moments, but like, it was just like it was one of the things we had to do. But it it just sucks sometimes having those shows on Sundays. Like, I don't, I don't mind. I've been, I've been doing it for years, but it it's just one of those things where, like I said, you get like the mania or like the rumble runs a little long sometimes, and you end up being up until you know, the early hours of Monday morning, and then you're like, well, 
you know, it's the week now. A lot of people have jobs, you know, school, whatever it may be. It just, yeah, I enjoy sure. the Saturdays. Uh, so I'm hoping it isn't a permanent move. Hopefully it was just to avoid, you know, the scheduling and that with other, other uh, pay-per-views and whatnot going on. And hopefully when we arrive around to Double or Nothing will be the next one. We get a uh, we get a Saturday pay per view. Yeah, for sure. But uh, other than that, yeah. I don't think I got any more news. Oh, I think we can move on to Impact. Results. Okay. Well, we are covering Impact Wrestling first. Uh, Impact from Tuesday. Um. I mean, we'll we'll get into our our ratings and of the night segments and that, but just just as an overall, um, considering what we've had the last few weeks, I personally was disappointed with Impact. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed uh, it. Uh, there were a lot of good matches for me, and uh, I mean, we'll we'll get I, into it as we go. Yeah. But I just, I I finished it, and I was like. I I don't understand where where it I shouldn't say I don't understand where it went wrong. I I I have some pinpoints, but it just seemed really odd uh, that they've had such a strong showing the last few weeks and For this sure. show just I mean every show has a down spike. I mean that's like Raw. I mean, I, I gave Raw the best rating. I'll probably give it for a number of months this past week. And you didn't overly enjoy it, so... Yeah, exactly. Um, it's very true. Like, yeah. I mean, it was... For me, I, I think maybe because I had watched a couple of of segments pro- more than you had. Like, a couple weeks more of Impact. I have a little more background knowledge on some of the things. So maybe that's why I liked a bit more of it. But... Who knows? My my big thing, which, like I said, we'll get into it. Just uh, some of the segments, they were overly predictable and just things throughout the show. But anyways, yeah, Impact Wrestling. Yeah. Uh, we opened the show with a with uh, Impact Wrestling World Champion uh, Rich Swan coming down to the ring um, and yeah. uh, starting to cut a promo. Um Talks about how it's his dream to have become a world champion in uh, professional wrestling. Yeah, uh, and uh, that leads to him uh, calling out uh, Tommy Dreamer. Um, I I love Tommy. I've yeah. I've not got a bad thing to say about Tommy Dreamer. I know some people are complaining like past his prime and that, but like what he's given to the wrestling business, uh, not only as a wrestler, a producer, and everything, but as a genuine human being, I mean, uh, another reason I love Stryker and D'Lo on, on commentary for this show, they really like to point out, I mean, just the kind of person. Well, if you look at, yeah, if you look at his gear, uh, there's references to Dusty, there's references, references to Terry Funk, like all over the place he references men from the past and even women i'm pretty sure from the past no i believe so more than likely um yeah he's just he loves to like he's got his house of hardcore which is literally callbacks to like old school wrestling it's just yeah yeah if you ever get the chance if you've never checked him out uh check out some of the old uh house of hardcore shows uh which i know you can 
find probably on YouTube or more what, than likely. I I don't know if if they if they have a service or whatnot through a website or sure. something, but uh, check it out. There is some good freaking shows. I mean, especially from around the time right before the Hardys got signed back to WWE and like just well talent they that do one. They did a show on the Hardy Compound, didn't they? I don't was that somewhere else? Think so. That was probably somewhere else then. I I, I know Impact a had a show. Yeah. At Matt's, in Matt's like big shed right. there, but uh. But yeah. Anyway, so he calls Tommy Dreamer out, and um, I was really confused as to where this was going. Uh, at first, and then he mentions uh their next uh, pay per view uh No Surrender uh ends up falling on dreamer's birthday uh, yeah. which i don't have the date written down i don't know if you did it is february 13th thank you i totally missed that date um they said it like 10 times and like <laughs> every time it just went over my head i guess <laughs> in one ear out the other um but he offers uh, dreamer a title shot yeah uh, and then before Dreamer can respond, uh, for whatever reason, I have written here Samu Callahan. <laughs> I guess I was typing a, just too fast. Oh, Sam Callahan comes out. And I've got interrupts. some. Uh, I've got some good name misspells throughout my notes too. Don't worry. But yeah, Sammy Callahan. Um, and uh, I love and how he blatantly on the mic is like, "Cut my shitty music." I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and then pretty much before he finishes his point, Chris Bay comes out and he's like, hey, my birthday is also on February 13th, just 25 years, you know, after Tommy. Uh, yeah. And th that's basically his point is that he should get a title shot, not Tommy. Yeah, and then we have Moose come out. Moose, Moose. And uh, same deal, wants the title. Basically, um, he's like, well, you already gave me the shot. And then Swan's like, but you told me we do it on your time and I'm the champion. So this is my time. Yeah. Like... <laughs> Welcome to the real world. Um, <laughs> and and then basically Brawl breaks out. Um, yeah. And we end up getting uh, Willie Mack returning uh, for the first time. To no <laughs> pop from the announcers, which kind of bothered me. Like uh, Matt Stryker, he goes, oh, Willie Mack. We, I feel like we should be a little more excited about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Isn't this, like, a bit of a, like, I mean, sure, it was only a handful of weeks ago that, you know, he was on the show. Yeah. But, like, they've kind of been building a story uh, between Moose and Swan revolving yeah. around Rich Swan's friendship with Willie Mac, And I just, I don't know. I, I felt like it was just like a, oh, there he is. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't know, but he came out and did his thing. He's Willie Mack. He's really good. Yeah, and then... Uh, then Sammy messes with the lights, and Shamrock appears. Ken Shamrock, yeah, that was... Um, I totally but, forgot that uh, Ken Shamrock was with Impact, if I'm, if I'm being oh, honest. You mean the Impact Hall of Famer? Ken Shamrock. Yeah. Yeah, the the Impact Hall of Famer. Yes, Blake. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um but 
he he appears behind uh the group of the babyface wrestlers and then so whose supernatural powers were that was that callahan's or was that Ken, uh ken shamrock because what was it supernatural powers or... or or was it electronic powers so how did ken shamrock appear in the ring because callahan's a hacker like he he hacked shamrock into oh the... so it was it was a hologram <laughs> yes it was a hologram that beat down the baby faces yes, yeah that's exactly what it is yeah. um and basically yeah that's yeah, that was the segment basically um and that basically leads into uh rich swan tommy dreamer and willie mack going to yeah. scott demore's office um saying they want a match um and then uh being very evident with the with the numbers difference three to four uh you, you'll need somebody but i think i got somebody in in the office here and they he opens the door and they all seem really uh kind of surprised which uh at, when we find out who it is i mean it's it's a nice thing but to me it it wasn't like a holy shit moment all honesty i feel like they could have saved matt cardona for this spot yeah, yeah, because I I mean we're we're we'll get to it, so it's it's worth mentioning now. I mean it was Trey Miguel, uh, who I yeah. mean was was on the sh- like how that was only a handful of weeks ago that they that that the group left, and then we've got the two in in NXT now. Yeah, and and, and I I just I was like it it, it felt like a a build for somebody. And then come the main event, I and and he came out. I, I was I was like, who is it? And then Trey came out, and I mean, no disrespect to him. I was just like, that's that that that's it. Okay. Yeah, it, it's unfortunate. Like, I mean, it's not unfortunate. He did. He had a really good showing in the match, and we'll oh, obviously he did we'll get fantastic. But well, I just yeah. I didn't feel like like what they seem to be aiming for build wise, and they mentioned it over and over and over through the night yeah I, I who is it can't wait like i didn't feel like it it deserved it i i guess to sound like an asshole sure. i guess but yeah uh and then speaking of matt cardona we moved on to a tag team match with matt cardona and josh alexander versus ace fulton or ace fulton <laughs> Whoa, ace okay. austin and madman fulton there uh, you go you got you got it now you got it yeah and I mean, this was this was a really solid tag team match. Yep. Like it honestly, it ticked all the boxes you could think a tag team match should. You had the the baby faces struggling to get the tags. You had the heels playing the 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 bastard heel, just being pounding on. I feel like it was uh, Alexander was getting pounded on the whole time. Yeah, uh, mostly. Uh, Tr- trying then... to almost prote- uh, protect uh, Matt Cardona a little bit. I feel. Um, well, to get that pop to for when he comes in and starts to get the the flow yeah. back and hits the flapjack and all those other moves that yeah. he likes to hit the 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 uh, fed in audio pops. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, pandemic it's wrestling. Than nothing. It's better than nothing. I mean, the the one I love the best is uh, Dynamites. They have the best crowd. I I feel because it's still a live crowd as yep. best as it can be. Yep. E- like, even even before we were able to have the fans 
in the stands uh, at yeah. Dynamite. The the wrestlers at ringside, like when WWE started doing it, it still didn't feel right. It right. felt Be- forced and and because but... uh, Dynamite or AEW rather went out and said to these guys, they said, "You just are fans tonight. Your gimmick isn't a thing. You're fans." And and I like, like I love it because I mean you get things like even with uh, Peter Avalon's gimmick right now he lays on the 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 like uh, right. the, the bed or whatever but like even during like Jericho like Jericho's entrance he's standing up singing the entrance like they kept an energy there that yeah. has been missing um the, but you know the, the guy, Thunderdome the Thunderdome the guy with the, uh, the red mohawk or the two the red spikes. We talked about him a couple weeks ago now on Dynamite. He he oh, was like the, freaking uh, out. Ryzen, Ryzen, Ryzen. Yeah, he was like freaking out to moves and stuff. I'm like, but your gimmick is you're this sinister type. Like, but you're freaking out to this regular match. Like, that's why I say like they tell them to just kind of forget their gimmick. They're just yeah. yeah. Obviously, some of them they want to keep some. Well, going, we, we have but... like Luther in the crowd, which if the camera comes by, he does the point to the the forehead. And yeah, there, there's bits and pieces, but it's really like just go out there and, and and be a fan of wrestling tonight, which is nice. Exactly. Like, yeah, we get those with with I spit. I realize I noticed Ryzen noticeably this week, and we'll get to it later. He just was going crazy. <laughs> So, but back to impact. Yeah. Uh, Matt Cardona and Josh Alexander pick up the win in that, uh, impressive tag team match. Um, and then we cut to a promo with, uh, Rohit Raju talking to once again, somebody mystery, mystery person. Uh, we were over the shoulder of this person. So we got to see red and black and it kind of reminded me of like abysses, um, old manager. I can't remember his name. Uh, uh, Father James Mitchell. Yeah, kind of sort of. Uh, just the that that just makes me think of of the good old two thousand seven to uh two thousand six monsters ball shit and yeah oh, TNA that that I that just, was the good stuff. But anyway, I saw the suit and I was like, is that what they're doing? But there's no way. Like, but I don't understand why they keep it a mystery because he's been on the show. He did all the stuff with with uh sue young susan like okay so yeah I maybe just, maybe it's not then I, I i didn't remember who was doing the susan and sue young stuff so yeah uh, it, it was that, him yeah. who, who so, kind of did that transformation into susan but hey i mean i wouldn't be surprised i wouldn't be surprised uh for sure but um and we go from that to another uh, paid ad from All Elite Wrestling. Um, was it just me? And this is no, absolutely no disrespect. But did Tony Khan seem like he had one too many to drink before taping this? I thought he, I thought he seemed like somebody had a gun in behind the camera. Just like, say the line. Like, he seemed <laughs> a little more over the top than normal. And I mean, it's not that it bugged me i i had no concern with it it's just most weeks he's he's you know like we're we're better than you we're giving you our money this week he was like this is aew and i'm like okay tony like i i i thought like he was he was kind of playing in that carney-esque sort of thing that's fair i never i never contemplated that it just the Twitch chat was funny because they're like, uh, okay. "Tony, Tony got into got into the hard liquor before they taped the ad." I guess, and I'm like, "Yeah, he does seem like he's had one too many." But for sure, 
Who uh, knows? Yeah. Who knows? I love these paid ads. They're... Basically, just everything about them. Once, like, he's just going to say that private party, they're going to become the, the, the champions. That's basically yeah. his entire point of the whole thing. That's what we're going to hear until... Uh no surrender uh and and the the tag time oh, yeah. match happens. well we even hear it on dynamite like... exactly um but yeah we have that and then and then we got brian myers talking to josh and matt as they kind of come back from their match and brian calls matt his genetti yeah and i kind of laughed yeah, I I heard that, and I just I was like, okay, somebody uh somebody thinks highly of themselves. Apparently, got it. Yeah, but uh, uh, but it, it made me laugh because I was like, because you you know that even in WWE where you two were, the more likely two, if we're gonna say that's gonna go in the Hall of Fame right now, would be Zack Ryder. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Uh, that's not a shot against brian myers at all no not by any means but i mean there's a reason why matt cardona zach Ryder was employed throughout all those years and just recent recently released where you have been hired fired hired fired like you were edgehead and then nothing and then you were kurt hawkins and then you were nothing and then you were kurt hawkins the loser and then you were like like you had a really good stint with the whole like losing gimmick but beyond that i just i like how that's a good stint <laughs> am i wrong no he got over like he got he, over he by got losing. it over but uh, <laughs> like the second they won at mania it was like cool and then they lost like two weeks later but anyway yeah like yeah not not to sense. sit on that uh but that leads into brian myers versus eddie edwards um in in a decent showing, uh, up until the end, which um, which which got a little interesting, I guess you can call uh, it. I kind of liked it, uh, especially if you listen to what comment the commentators were saying. Like, uh, Stryker was saying, like this isn't Eddie Edwards, and um, but yeah, D'Lo going well, but maybe this is what Eddie's doing now. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. like oh, I didn't mean interesting in a bad way. I just meant like it went in a completely different direction than I was expecting it to go. Yeah, well, I mean, what happens is uh, Eddie drives his thumb into Myers' eye after what is a really solid wrestling match. Like, oh yeah. Like they did, they put on a clinic of a wrestling match, and then just Eddie drives the thumb into his eye and just sits there, basically keeping it there, uh, and then bites him. Starts biting him. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't realize this. Eddie's missing teeth. Yep. Like, so that made it worse because he can basically just grind a tooth across somebody's forehead if he really wanted to. Yep. And I mean, they got color off of. Uh off of Myers afterwards too well he had a bandage on his head so i wonder if there was stitches so as soon as he bit it just broke the stitches right so more than likely but it, it was a nice touch to it to get color sure. out of it so <clears throat> but um and then uh so yeah eddie basically got himself dq'd there uh and then we have a backstage promo from fire and flava um and they were just, our, our festival's not so, but we got an idea, and then the segment's done. 
Yeah. Although I did like the uh, Swingerella's comment from from Johnny Swinger. I heard him say that, and I just got a little bit of a belly chuckle. Like, yep, that's exactly what this character is. Got it. Yeah. Um, but it's fine. And then we get Hardy Party promo, uh, discussing, um, Matt talking once again about uh his cut of uh yeah. of the money, which. To me, okay, I, I get the gimmick, and and I don't mind if it keeps being a side mention, but we've been hearing it for a few weeks now. We get it. You get a cut from them. You're big money, Matt. We, like, we understand. Like, find a new way to segue into that. I just, I find, like, he's focusing on it every week well, too much. Like, I get 50% from this because it's third party, and then 30% from, you know... AEW, I just yeah. I'm like I, I mean, get it. It's the gimmick, but I'm like I feel like we've heard it a million times already in like the three weeks this has been going. Yeah, he might go on and on about it, but I, I like it especially because here he goes like I'm gonna put a bounty on both sets of the tag titles, the Impact and AEW, uh, and then just slightly mentions, but I'll also get the money a certain percentage because you know third party for impact and, and it's not for AEW. so you know like he he puts this bounty for p- private party to want to win it mm-hmm. but then he's like but i'm also gonna take some of your money <clears throat> yeah i just uh but but we get that i was kind of disappointed that that's all we got out of it i mean that was the only bit of AEW crossover on this show and all honesty, maybe that's a bit of a reason why the show kind of felt on a downer. We've had so much to do with Dynamite and AEW that as soon as there wasn't, the story kind of felt a little blah. Yeah. Because I that's, definitely noticed there was point. something missing from this show, for sure. And it's probably that star quality, because Impact really doesn't have stars. No offense to them at all. Uh, yeah, like, they don't They don't have a, a whole lot of, uh, like main media name they they have a couple like they but they don't they don't have your Pac, your your kenny your moxley your cody you know you or even your roman your your mcintyre stuff like that like they don't have names that can sell a card just by being on the card i mean i mean impact tna years ago i mean you're talking sting and kurt angle and I mean, hell, AJ Styles and Samoa Joe, and... Yeah, there were a lot of TNA originals that could sell a card just by being on the card. And and now, like, there there is still names, but it's just you compare the lineup to the other shows running, and Mm -hmm. you go, so that's why I was excited for the AEW merger, but, uh... But yes, we'll get more in the coming weeks anyways. Absolutely. And it'll make, and I'm sure that over the next couple of weeks, um, we'll even see probably even less AEW to try and let Impact stand on its own until I feel the inevitable merger of the two companies. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like that's where it's going, but we'll we'll wait and see. T- yeah. Tony Khan, open up that checkbook. But, uh... Doesn't have to dig too far into it. Exactly. No but, offense uh, to Impact, but it's sold for cheap before. Yeah, well, I mean more than I can afford, but cheap in in the sense of a of a of a company in general, let alone a, a wrestling company. 
a company that's been on uh, multiple international television programs. Yeah. But uh, we go from that into we get uh, it's Neil Dashwood with Caleb with a K uh, against Rosemary uh, with Crazy Steve. Um, yeah. Pretty solid match. Uh, I yeah. The one point which got me was when uh, Neil used the camera bag and just dropped Rosemary like a sack of bricks. I'm like, what the hell yeah. is in your, the camera bag? Well, I mean, and the way Rosemary sold it, she fell like Three Stooges esque. Like she threw her arms up and then just lands on the ground. Like yeah, it was it was a little much, but uh... but it, it, that only got a near fall too, which normally something like that does get the the distraction win. So. Yeah, I feel like uh, just just uh, to kind of uh, nitpick here, uh, the whole uh bringing back of decay with rosemary and crazy steve and stuff like that it's not working for me because they're almost silly faces which kind is of, yeah not working for me not working one bit i'm like when i when i think to the stuff i saw from decay that i really enjoyed it it wasn't this and i mean for sure I, I I get like you you can't just uh 180 after the build you've done with Rosemary and stuff, but it just it feels like they're trying to to uh like they obviously brought back and and calling them decay for the reason of it, but I'm just like you're you're slapping a name on something that I feel is half-assed. Um, I I can see where you're coming from with that. But at the same time, they've been cutting some promos in the back where Rosemary hints that there's something else that they're kind of like that they're they have a plan. And I feel like th- the plan that we're supposed to see is night to night. But I feel like she's af- actually referencing an overall bigger plan. And maybe it's they have another member of Decay that's a big guy like Abyss. Um who is going to probably bring that level back to them and then go to the heel side of it and and do back to what we had with Decay. Just from what I've seen in her promos, I feel like that's what's coming. Well, hopefully. It's just, uh, as of right now, what we are seeing. For it, sure. it just, I don't know, it's not working for me. But uh... Yeah, and maybe I'm reading too much into it as well, so... But it, it's a it's a relatively decent match overall. Um, I only just realized her finisher is a mouthful. As above, so below. That's her full finisher. That package stunner thing. That she okay. Did yeah. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. I I never really paid attention there. Yeah, Striker called it out. Um. So she hits it, and he goes, oh, that's devastating. And the pin happens, and he goes, as above, so below. So I didn't realize that was the name of it until after when he goes, and she she hits the move. And I'm like, oh. Oh, interesting. But yeah, Rosemary picks up the win there. <sighs> and then uh, we move on. I, I, you can handle, handle this, uh. The, these next few segments i'm so ac romero is talking to larry 
D, I think is yeah. the full name. Yeah. Uh, and I, I only had Larry written here. Um, and it, basically Larry's like, it's not good because Rosemary has a plan or whatever. Basically what I was talking about. Yeah. Like Rosemary's doing something here, right? And then Rosemary and Crazy Steve come from their it seems like the entrance way is like right in the middle of where the backstage segments are all taking place. Yes. It, it seems exactly like that. So they come from the entrance or I guess the exit at this point, uh, And they say some stuff to Larry and Larry just to Steve to a big right to Steve and drop Steve. And he doesn't do anything, which we've seen Steve take way more and nothing happens. And then they just say, we don't hit a girl, but you better watch it. And then that's pretty much what happened. Yeah. Like it was weird, but there's something that's coming. And I feel like it's the payoff is going to be better than what's right now, but it's, it's just weird at the moment. Yeah. And then we get another fire and flavor segment uh johnny swinger the he's basically running what seems to be a gambling ring uh it's the swingers palace man and he's got his uh his bartenders and his dealer man and uh and basically fire and flavor come in and they're like y'all can come to the festival because we didn't sell tickets uh, yeah, basically what happens. Uh, but Falaba is not allowed to. Why? <laughs> Poor Falaba. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we transition from that to another segment. Uh, Diana Prazo, Kimberly, and Susan. Yeah. Um, and, and this was neat. I mean, it's gonna be a probably pretty good match. More, more than likely. Uh, but but Jazz and Jordan Grace uh show up and and they're kind of arguing and we end up um with Susan kind of going off the rails a little bit and yeah. almost challenging Jordan Grace to a match next week. Which brave? I mean, Jordan's a big girl and she can probably squish squish her like a bug. Um, as somebody who has been literally a foot away from her, um she could squish me like a bug yeah. let, let alone and i mean i've been a foot away from from susan sue young as well i've met both of them I, i've talked to both of them like for sure i yeah like <laughs> there's a big difference there's a big difference between the two um and yeah, i mean and with the characters as well yeah. like that's the thing you gotta you gotta take in the characters uh mm-hmm. the, the the susan character that we have um like <laughs> Yeah, like I'm not saying Sue can't go. Like I'm not saying she's not a good fighter. Oh hell no! But the the but character you, yeah. is not meant to be. Well, for instance, Jordan grabs her by like her blazer, uh, and says, "All right, you got the match," and then walks away. And Susan goes, "Why did she touch me like so inappropriately?" Yeah, it's yeah. like what like so but uh we we basically get susan and jordan grace announced for the next week and then this yeah you you handle this i don't so this is actually a match (laughs) because there is a winner (laughs) at the end of this so alicia hosts the fire and flavor festival uh we get her talking to everybody that's there and it's basically just a really really shit 
celebration of their it, championship. It she l- introduces the Fire and Flava team, and they come out and they just shit on everyone. They they basically pulled the whole uh, Fire Fest uh, gimmick with it. That festival back from a few years ago that was supposed to happen. And yeah. That 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 was the whole catering bit with it, with it being like bread and cheese, and I just yeah, yeah he had the. Or sorry, they had the uh, slices of bread with the cheese slices still in the packaging and stuff. Uh, but this went exactly where I thought it was going to go, but not how I thought it was going to go. So I can't. I don't know which member of Fire and Flava goes out of the ring, but she goes out and starts talking to the Marshmallow Man that's sitting on a chair there and they it, think it, it's it was Falaba. it was it was tasha it was tasha steals who goes out okay uh all right but uh, and continue sh- sorry uh and they think it's falaba because it's i mean it's a big thing right and it was the michelin man like it was a hundred percent the michelin man no it was the uh it was the marshmallow man from ghostbusters was it yeah stay okay Puffman. It was the Stay Puff Man. Anyways, it was um, stupid. I don't care. Yeah, for it sure. Anyway, um, it's Nevaeh in it. And when she's in that, she looks really small. Like, when she takes the head off of it, I'm like, I thought she was bigger. I thought she was taller. Like, <laughs> she just didn't look like the way she does when she's in her regular wrestling gear. And it just threw me off. Yeah. Uh, anyway, and then uh, Havoc appears in the middle of the ring, and just they clear the ring, and Alicia announced that Havoc and Nevaeh win Fire and Flavor Festival. Uh, Be- yeah, because why? I, anyways, then then we go to the next segment, uh... which is much better, even though it's much quicker. Yeah, it's uh, Chris Sabin and uh, James Storm uh, basically having a drink, talking, uh, talking tag team shit and whatnot. How they're not Motor City Machine Guns, but I have a feeling they're going to be called, like, Motor City Beer Guns or something. Oh, I hope not. I hope not. There's going to be a mashup of Beer Money and Motor City Machine Guns in some way, and you know it. I miss beer money, but anyways. I, um, I would love for Robert Roode to leave WWE just to come back and do beer money. That I, I love beer money, and I mean, I have my own personal uh, uh, experiences yeah. with all that, which we'll talk in, in a future cast, I'm sure. I'm sure we will. When we don't have a ton of stuff to cover. But, um, <laughs> and then... When we talk about our indie shows. Yeah, and then we get another Fire and Flava segment backstage. I... And they just talk about what happened, and it was just that. That was literally what they did. I'm so done with that. But anyways, then we get uh we get another match. Finally, finally. Yeah, that was a good twenty minutes. I want to say. Oh, at least, at least. Yeah, we talked about the Fire and Flavor Festival really quickly. It sat there for about fifteen minutes. Well, I mean, Alicia's freaking introduction it, to is it, it Alicia? It's Oops. Alicia whoops yeah um like her introduction of it i i like even though it did take that long just the way she was doing it i'm like sitting there like oh my god this segment can already be 
over, please. Well, honestly, as soon as they, as Fire and Flavor came into the ring, I thought Havoc and Nevea were just going to come out. But they talked for 10 minutes, gave out food, and it was just so bad. It sucked. It sucked. Yeah. But anyways, uh, so we got the next matchup. Uh, Joe Doring, uh, accompanied by uh, Violent by Design, uh, Diener and uh, Eric Young. Uh, yeah. against uh, Cousin Jake. Um, and he's by himself this time, which yeah. is interesting considering Tommy Dreamer was in the building and has been on his side before. Yeah, but I guess being in the main event, I I, I just Maybe, found yeah. it weird. I'm like, we're, we're just, I guess, dwindling the numbers down. Well, I guess the it was Rhino. They took him out last week. Uh, before that, I guess it was only Dreamer, and Dreamer's busy tonight, so... Yeah, but, like, uh, good match, though. Um, for sure. I mean, uh, and it had a really good ending. Like, it didn't finish... Like, honestly, Violet My Design didn't get involved as much as I thought they would in this match. It same. was really just um, Jake and Joe going at it. Two big guys just hitting each other. Yep, uh, but decent showing uh, with... Uh... Joe Doring picking up the win, um, and then Violent by Design proceeds to start attacking Cousin Jake. Um, and the way that it was that was done was also, uh, like I say, interesting, not in a bad way, but uh, right, um, yeah, they they do go to do almost the exact same thing they did to Rhino. And then Eric stops them and says, we yep. don't do that to our blood, I'm pretty sure he said. Yeah. Um, which is cool because Diener and Jake are cousins in kayfabe. Yeah, exactly. Um, and and then they toss a Violent by Design towel on him. So I'm I'm thinking Violent by Design is trying to recruit Jake. Yeah, they want to grow. They want to grow. And I think they're going to do it because I think uh, Diener didn't initially like young but slow it took a long time and slowly that uh, he merged into deaner now he went from cody deaner the loving redneck to deaner yeah so, yeah so and honestly the change is drastically different like he's almost wearing that jacket that the brian kendrick wore Yes, it look it looks very very similar to the Brian Kendrick, and it's probably their statures being similar and wearing a big leather jacket makes them look smaller. But he looks good. The, like I only have ever seen him in that redneck gimmick. So when he came out skinhead style, I was like, "What are we doing here?" And now they're they're developing his character so much more, and it's it's really cool to see. But uh... especially going from a bingo hall, seeing him live hitting ddt's and oh exactly like <laughs> exactly big change but uh from yeah. that we move on into the main event uh which is moose chris bay sammy callahan and ken shamrock versus tommy dreamer willie mack rich swan and the surprise partner uh that we've already mentioned uh trey miguel yeah. um it it was okay. Um, I have a big Fair. issue with like mid match. I I'm not a huge fan of the uh 
everybody hits their big move on a different guy and this person slides in hits it that person slides it i just sometimes it works sometimes yeah. it doesn't and when i the flow when the flow makes sense it works but it just i yeah. found it was just really pushed on this match for <laughs> it to happen well, and... honestly, because the feud was dropped on us at the start of the show, basically. Yeah. When that happens, usually it's in those matches that we've had a couple times, even. Yeah. So. So I don't know that. That's my that's my big kind of issue because I mean, and it wasn't even like it normally happens where it ends up with with like the final dude kind of standing tall. Like once they kind of cycled through everybody. They kept coming in. Yeah, like, Mac hit his finisher on a couple people, I think. Yeah, I was just like, what like, is happening? Like, is this the match? Yeah, uh, it, but, I mean, it was a solid match overall. It was decent, yeah. Like, um, with Tommy Dreamer's team picking up the win, I think Trey, yeah, Trey gets the pin, obviously, because he's the returning guy. Uh, but he didn't hit his finisher. He just kind of rolls up Sammy from his seatbelt suplex thing mm -hmm. and just gets the pin, which is whatever. I mean, but it would have been nice to see the returning guy hit his big move. Maybe yeah, that's that's kind of what you sit and wait for in, in a situation like that. Is it if if the returning guy is getting the pin, you're expecting the big finisher and, and it, you know, and it yeah. just. Yeah, it didn't happen, but as you said, Dreamer's uh, team picked up the win, and then we end up getting Ken Shamrock attacking the referee. Yeah, him and Sammy are just kind of there, and they just start beating on the ref, and then the other refs come out, and they just stop them, and then it just kind of goes black. So, so we're going to get more on it, but it's weird. Yeah, it it was it was something. Um, so we'll run through our ratings and that with all of the uh shows after we run through the results here. Uh, so next up on our list of shows uh, to talk results from, you've got All Elite Wrestling's Dynamite. Um, I guess I was uh in the lucky group that got to see uh Eddie Kingston versus Lance Archer open the show. Because I guess the TNT app uh, would not let anybody view the show. So right that's up why I had finish. to watch. That's why I had to watch NXT live. So I, when I messaged you, um, I that's was exactly watching, what it was. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I was watching TNT, uh, and or yeah, and I had been watching BT recently. The last few streams I'd been watching on BT, but this time I was watching on TNT. And it just went black. It was an audio screech and nothing happened. So I flipped over to NXT so that way I could stay live with at least something and keep up to date for our show tonight. Uh, today. Yeah. So the, the full but, match man. is now on YouTube. Uh, Tony Khan. Oh, you can also see it on the broadcasts too now. Like I was able to watch it. Oh, yeah, yeah. My they've, recap. They've updated it. But uh, but Tony Khan had put out a thing saying sorry to everybody that you, you know, if you missed the opening match, which I mean really sucked for anybody who missed it because it was it was awesome. But uh, well, and that's going to fuck with uh, the viewership for this week too because a lot of people will have done what I did. And but they just flip. The... Yeah. Yeah. They gave up and were like, well, I can't watch Dynamite tonight. But, and... uh, but 
anyways, uh, so we get Eddie Kingston against uh, Lance Archer, uh, build up of quite a few months. Uh, as Lance is coming out, he ends up sending Jake Roberts back uh, uh, to the back. I saw um, that. Which I, I found really interesting, and then as the commentators uh, went on through the match, it made sense because they made the comment right. of when Jake's out there, he kind of tries to corral Lance and keep Lance's head on straight, and Lance didn't want that for this match. He for wanted sure. to punish Eddie Kingston. Um, yeah. Which he definitely did, especially because I thought he legitimately killed Eddie Kingston with the choke slam onto the apron. Oh uh, my god, that was brutal. I mean Tony, uh well, Tony Shavani, uh, you could actually hear in his voice him being like, uh <laughs> like I think he fucking broke his back. Yeah. Well, and then almost right after that, Archer did this move, or uh, it's not even really a move. He throws Kingston face first into the camera, like the lens. Yes, of the I really liked that. And I don't know if that's ever actually been done intentionally in wrestling before. And that was something that I really liked. Yeah, I don't I don't think I can, like, obviously, like, the camera guy's been in the way, been hit, stuff yeah. like that. But I can't say I've ever seen anybody walk up and be like, here's the camera, funk! Yeah, like, and you... I wanted the camera to crack, but it, uh, clearly, <laughs> well, like, the... that would have been so cool, but... <laughs> those cameras uh are pricey so they'll they'll gimmick one eventually when they, when large lance archer eventually does this to somebody they'll have a gimmicked camera for him yeah. to do it with to really drive it home but i can't wait for that eventually please tony work on that <laughs> but uh we end up uh with the butcher and the blade uh dragging out jake roberts out of the tunnel uh yeah. which distracts lance which allows uh, Ali, Bunny, whatever you want to call her, to hand Kingston a knuckle duster. Uh, and with one nice, really good back fist, uh, Eddie Kingston that... knocks Archer flat out. There was a welt on Larcher. <laughs> I keep saying Larcher. Larcher. Why am I saying Larcher. Lance Archer? There was a lump on Archer's cheek yep, and there was almost immediately after so <laughs> like kingston he got a good hit back. uh but eddie kingston picks up the win uh we end up having butcher and blade come in and uh hit full death uh which almost went the name really bad yes okay. it almost went really bad because i mean lance is a huge dude mm-hmm. um <clears throat> but the well, excalibur's call was difficult for me to hear it what what the name of it was he didn't even say like, it he didn't even no, say it. They they said he uh, as it landed. He said and that like he he said their finishing move right after it. Their tag team finishing move. He said he, the name of it. No, and he then said he move. said their tag team finishing move. He never stated the name because uh, I, I had to sworn. go back and look because I'm like I'm pretty sure it's full death and I had to go back okay. and look for it because he never said when I, it. When I flipped back, I heard him say, like, a jumble of words as the move landed, and then when they pop up, he says they're tag team finisher. Yeah, because the thing so. is, is normally when they hit it, I mean, it's usually Excalibur with the big, and, you know, Butcher and Blade with full death, and yeah. it, he didn't, and he was like, they're tag team finishing move, and I'm like, well, that was a shitty call, Excalibur, but okay. Yeah. Uh, but they end up picking uh, Lance up, and Kingston uh, gets one more really solid back fist, uh, spinning back fist on him. Uh, Probably won't be seeing Lance Archer for the next little bit. 
And if we do, um, Eddie, you better run. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't that. be surprised though if we if Archer was written off just for a little bit, just a couple weeks, even just to push some other talent onto the Dynamite show. That's very fair. Um, Not even saying Archer shouldn't be on the show, but just to kind of get more regular people into the filter, you know? Yeah. But uh, after that, uh, AEW, uh, as we stated before, they confirm uh, the new date for uh, Revolution. Um, And then we end up getting a promo from Moxley, which I don't know about anybody else. Fantastic promo. I loved it. He, It, It was good, but I thought it was a little odd. Like... Just it felt weird, but I I yeah, liked it. Um, it exactly. Was, it just felt like uh, Mox being Mox. I like the I have sex in the morning because it's a good way to start the day. I like yeah. my beer cold, my uh, my coffee hot. I'm like, yeah. I'm like th- that was. It was and just a decent promo. Yeah, and he said he loves a good six man tag. Obviously, a reference to his WWE days. You Wait, know. what? What's what's six man? What? What? He might. He was kind of in this group. I don't know if you heard of them. They had this like triple power bomb move. It it was something like um like barricade or something like that. Something like Ooh. that. Yeah, yeah. Roadblock, roadblock. Right. Yeah, yeah. that was it. Had to. Right. Be. Uh, but anyways, we get a really good Mox promo. Um, and then speaking of of good promos. Oh yeah. Uh, Sting and Darby Allen talking the street fight. Um, they got their feelings hurt by Taz. I, I loved the way Sting built it up and he's like, hoodlums, what do you mean? I'm not a hoodlum. Darby's not. And then he like stops for a second. He's like, you know what? Darby is a hoodlum. And then I liked Darby coming in and like doing his bit. And then, uh, just saying to Sting, like, you know, we're, we're one in the same. And It was it was so cool because I was waiting for Sting to start smashing the windows and Darby put the skateboard through and when Sting turned and just started going at the windows with the baseball bat I was like yes yeah yes well, I mean this is the energy like, I want going into this match exactly like we had Sting and and Darby they were just in it was like this warehouse basically I want to know where they keep getting these cool sets for Darby to to just play in. Because he's had a cool, a bunch of cool things for him to just do things like that with. It's almost like they uh, drive down the highway down there, and they're like, "Oh, look at that place! Let's let's get in there." <laughs> yeah, and like Tony's like, "Oh, well, I'll I'll rent that for a day or whatever." Like, <laughs> hell, for what the properties are probably going for. Looking at the state of some of them, he probably just buys up the property for the hell of it. I mean, yeah, and then just he'd be like, "Oh, we might use this for a cinematic match at some point," but uh. But really good promo, um, and then into what I felt was an amazing match. I did not expect it. Oh, I didn't expect it to be this good. This good. Uh, we get Chris Jericho and MJF with the rest of the inner circle against the Varsity Blondes, uh, Brian Pillman Jr., and who the fuck is Griff Garrison? Um, and the match, like, I expected it to be just like a, uh, Max and Jericho kind of showing off through it. For but sure. holy hell did they put over Pillman and Garrison. Oh my well, god. Yeah, I mean, there was a point where uh, Pillman went for a, a pin on Jericho, and you could see on his face he was in tears because he was having the match of his damn life against a guy his dad has fought. Like, all I know, and like we'll get into it later, 
it was fantastic. Um, throughout the match, uh, just like I said, I did not expect them to put the Varsity Blondes over that way. They both sure. did phenomenal. Uh, Jericho hitting the Judas effect, and then just as a big middle finger after his line salt uh botch, which I felt like it was a big middle finger to me, and I deserved it. And I mean, I when I called out the botch, I didn't do it out of disrespect, as we've said. Everybody sure. has off moves, moves that you've hit for 30 years. Sometimes they go wrong, but mm-hmm. I liked him. I mean, you want to talk about a picture perfect lion salt. He hit those ropes and I think it's the best lion salt he's hit in AEW. Like it was Probably, so yeah. clean, but it was, well, he just... was right. He was dead center in the middle of the ropes. He bounced like you could see as soon as he hit the Judas effect, he was gonna do something else. Oh yeah, yeah. And he hits the ropes, and I'm like, oh, here it comes. And he hits the line salt, and it just like you said, he's he's got his arms out the way it's supposed. It just looked so it looked perfect, fantastic. Uh... And then the pin where he's just staring at the camera, grinning ear to ear. Because he, he knows knew. how perfect it was. He knew he... And that's the whole reason the match <laughs> finished with that move, was because he wanted to be like, yeah, I messed up, but guess what? I'm still the GOAT. Like I Nine I, times out of ten, I'm gonna hit that damn move. Uh, But yeah, Jericho and MJF pick up the win. Uh, Absolutely fantastic. Um, and I forgot yeah. to mention, uh, as the match was starting, MJF uh, grabs the microphone and tells Sammy Guevara that he wants to talk with him when they have a minute, which leads into later yeah. on. But uh, we get a uh, promo from Pac back in the uh, UK, which actually he... Is that why he wasn't there? He's currently quarantining uh, quarantining in the States. I was um, just saying, because he has a match next week, right? Yeah, yeah. But that yeah. promo was obviously shot while he was still in the UK. Um but uh but yeah Yeah, he cuts a great great promo it felt i i was expecting similar to when uh his first uh vignette promo back of uh just before he returned about the being in isolation and stuff like that but it was a completely different feel like it was yeah well he he talked about how kenny picked a fight with his family and now that he's going to finish this fight. And the team is really odd. We have Phoenix and John Moxley and Pac. Like, those are three really different styles of wrestling. Like, Pac yeah. and Phoenix are similar in certain ways, but even still, Pac is more of that uh, uh, brawn, brutal high flyer, yeah. whereas Phoenix is the more elegant high flyer. Like, yeah, it's but, just, uh, yeah. But yeah, they took out Penta last week, which makes sense with the reports anyways, the uh of Penta dealing with a nagging injury. Um Yeah, well, I mean, I hope he can um uh heal up quickly and and come exactly. back and and do whatever he whatever he needs, however long he needs. See, Take I, your time like I don't know how accurate those reports are um but, I mean, uh, if it's not true, then so be it. But just don't want to see anybody hurt, right? Well, it just seems to make sense because we haven't seen... Like, we've seen him kind of being active and he's taken mm-hmm. a few bumps. But from what I've... What I, I know that I've seen, I haven't seen a whole, whole lot of him. The and last so match I can sense. remember is Kenny? No, he didn't even get the fight, Kenny, because Phoenix fought Kenny, didn't he? Or no, it was the other way around. It was the other way around. Um, but it yeah. was somewhere within that. 
But um, after that, we get a recap of the AEW Awards and Shaq calling out Cody. Um, I, I'm worried about where this is going, but uh, we have... I mean, yeah. We have Cody come out to the ring to respond. Um, he, it was a nice promo. I, I enjoyed this segment. He cuts his promo and he passes it off to Arn. Um, and Arn, uh, I, you could see the tears in Cody's eyes uh, when Arn was talking about Dusty. Um, and you could tell he knew exactly what the story was too. Like he, he when Arn says the date and like, Cody do you recognize his the date? It, like, does yeah. it mean anything to you? And Cody's like, no. And then Arn, no. Yeah, I yeah. watch. I watched your dad. You know in this match. You can see him melt Cody was literally mouthing the words Arn was saying to him because he's heard that story probably a million times before. But like, uh really good and then uh we have Red Velvet come out calling out Jade uh and and basically setting up the match. We I I I don't think there's any if ands or buts about it. We're getting Shaq and Jade Cargill against Cody and Red Velvet at well, I, Revolution. I thought the match was already made by that point, basically, because Shaq laid down the challenge. Wasn't that what he did, pretty much? Or Basically, but then they followed it up with, now Shaq and Jade have to respond. That's how they like, ended that off. I was like... But I thought the whole point was Cody had to respond. So, I don't know. We'll see uh, next week. Easy as that. Um, it doesn't matter, because, I mean, Cody can is definitely able to carry this match, uh with the shack for sure so here's my thing cody can carry a match with a bad wrestler but there's a difference between carrying a match with a bad wrestler and carrying a match with somebody who has nothing behind them you look at no, for uh sure. you look at anything that's included uh steven amell uh like let's go to all in him and him and chris daniels steven yeah. amell trained he trained hard he, he knew what he wanted to do, and in the moments where he couldn't do something exactly, Christopher Daniels handled it. So For the sure. question is, where is Shaq on this radar? Because we've had guys come in with absolutely, like, a, a matter of eight hours of training and make a joke out of the sport. I, sure. I mean, we had Snooki. Snooki had a match. Jersey Shore. Snooki had a match. At WrestleMania. Against Tris freaking Stratus. And it was a... Like, that's one of those situations where it was like... You're just throwing the celebrity in to I, get that... like on, on that card, wasn't it also Big Show and Floyd Mayweather? Uh, I don't think that was the same year. No? Uh, but it was somewhere within it. It might have been, but it was... Yeah. Um... But with, but, I, but with Mayweather, I, like with Mayweather, the point there was he was a boxer. He has fighting experience. Big Show was going to handle the the wrestling side of it. And it ended up being more of a a punch-for-punch punch shot fest with a few moves than anything. Yeah. Well, but I mean, then, Big Show really isn't a spot monkey, though. Exactly. So. But then you take somebody like Shaq, which I know he was kind of training to face the Big I, Show. And then it I never bet happened. he's working in the Nightmare Factory with I'm Cody. hoping like my only thing is is it's gonna it's it there's 
there's three chance like there's three ways it's gonna go it's gonna make a joke out of the sport it's gonna go okay but it, it's not gonna be something you ever want to see on a highlight reel or some way somehow it's gonna end up being a very good match and I'm it's... tentative to lean towards the good match because it's AEW and not WWE in this case, but at the same time, a lot's up in the air because I don't know a lot about Jade Cargill. I know nothing about how Shaq's going to wrestle. But that's and my point. Red that's... Velvet as well, I don't know how she's going to do. Like, I know, I've seen some of them in action, right? But I've not seen enough of them to know if they can constantly have that quality match. And putting it on the pay-per-view it's got high expectations that's why i i i hope i hope that i am absolutely pleasantly surprised by the match um and i mean i don't know whose call it was to do any of this but i do not have high expectations personally i'm and it's purely because you're 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 throwing shack in you're throwing somebody who i i've got no clue how he's gonna handle himself in the ring i mean he's been retired from basketball for how many years so i don't know what kind of uh you know what yeah, kind of an it's... athlete's going to be standing on that side of the ring and i mean Shaq. no offense to him ever at all when i say this even when he was in basketball he wasn't the ones to be sprinting up and down the court oh no like no not by and... any means but that's I mean, just that it. happens how, when how... you are seven foot tall, too. Like, but I mean, you're you're talking a wrestling ring. Like, you're gonna get blown up real quick. Oh yeah. So... I don't think that's what a lot of people don't realize. Hitting the ropes and running the ring and whatever is a lot harder than it looks. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like, but uh, but anyways, to move on from that, we get a a package about uh the wedding between. Uh... We get invited to a wedding. Do you want to be my plus one? Sure, I'll be your plus one. I didn't realize awesome. we got a plus one, but okay. <laughs> we can be each other's. Uh, but yeah, the wedding next <laughs> week uh, between uh, Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford with the best man Miro and Charles Charles Taylor. I, I, I'm Charles still getting Taylor. a kick out of that. Um, but yeah, we, we get a... It's not going to last, and that's the thing that I like. Like, Charles it, Taylor, it's going to come to an end as soon as Brett uh Trent is back. Yeah. So. But uh but we go from that to uh Adam Page, Hangman Adam Page against Hollywood Hunk Ryan Nemeth, uh the brother of uh you know, somebody who you might know, Dolph Ziggler. Um Yeah, he's I think we've actually already mentioned him on this show as a when we were talking about the Rumble entrance. Yes, yes, we have. So, uh, <laughs> so Ryan Nemeth there, uh, pretty decent showing. Um, uh, I was really surprised by Ryan in this match. Like, I have no offense, I've never seen him before in any match, and he just he he did a lot better than I thought he would. He was he hit a lot of Ziggler's moves. I figured knowing who his brother was i was like he's gonna have a decent showing i'm not worried about him um no i i wasn't too worried either and we have matt hardy come out at some point and he starts cheering someone on which turns out to be page which i mean it makes sense i it, it wouldn't really make a lot of sense as to why he'd be cheering on ryan but he just came out and kind of started like yeah and i was like who who are you out here for 
Yeah, and it wasn't until they got a close-up on him while Adam was getting uh, beat on that he was going, come on, Adam, come on, Adam, yeah. that I think Tony pointed it out. That it was Tony or Excalibur, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it obviously wasn't JR, no offense to JR. But... Yeah, no offense, but it, it wasn't. Um... <laughs> he doesn't notice things like that anymore. Like, he just doesn't. And then we end up uh, with uh, Hangman Adam Page uh, picking up the win. Oh, yeah. With his buckshot lariat, like, that is a beautiful move. Absolutely yeah. gorgeous. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it He he pulls that off so nice. Um, and then we have Matt Hardy come in and cut a promo to Paige. Offering his services, basically, um, and shitting on <laughs> the Dark Order, which they took offense to on Twitter. But, you know. Oh, I didn't see that, but. um. Oh, yeah, they, they like, also all the elite, tweeted. Though. Yes, that's true. Uh, so it wasn't it wasn't just to the dark order. But yeah, like the dark order, like all of them on Twitter were like, "What the fuck, Matt? Like what? Like why? Why? Like, why yeah, you gotta come were... after us?" I, I and yeah, I I wasn't I wasn't too keen on him shitting on Dark Order because it's not like they did anything wrong. No, they just they just wanted him to join. They they wanted him to be a buddy. Well, honestly, they just wanted to be his friend. They were just like, "Hey, we saw what the elite did to you. Do you want?" A friend? Like, like, if I'm being honest, the Dark Order started off, it was a cult. Oh, it was. Like, it was a cult. It, it, it's been a cult. Uh, Brody came in, was the cult leader, uh, and, and it kept going, kept going, kept going. And with the unfortunate passing of Mr. Brody Lee, it still has that vibe. But in reality, it's less of a cult and it's more of a family. Yeah, it's it's that's what it's becoming. Like, like they, they still are... got the recruitment and stuff. Like, but that stuff is more jokey than anything now. Like it was before, but there was a serious element to it. Now yeah. the the recruitment is just kind of a jokey thing, and they're they're just it's a family. It's a family dynamic. Yeah. Like we're here for each other. We want to be there for you, Adam. And like, they have a neat way to bring new people in if, like, somebody just joins Dark Order before they even had a match in Dynamite. Um, of just saying, I did apply on your website, like, yeah. and they'll just be like, oh, you did? I'm so sorry. Like, and then just welcoming them into the family. Like, exactly. Like, it's just, they have neat little ways of doing these things for Dark Order to be still this, they can be this dominant force, but they can make us laugh like the New oh, Day yeah. as well. Oh, yeah. And I like, really like the, the if you want to even call it a rub from uh, JR um, to John Silver about talking about Dark Order producing stars and JR just deadass being like, John Silver is one step away from being a 100% main event star. And I was oh, like, absolutely. that is really nice to hear JR say, because I mean, they're, they're deserving. I mean, he, he, there, there is the, the comedy gimmicky bit to them, but they are, they are very talented, but, um, and we'll talk more about silver later. Exactly. Too. Uh, but, uh, we end up getting up next, what turned out to be just an, absolutely amazing amazing match uh oh, yeah. dax harwood versus jungle boy uh with oh, cash hey. wheeler <laughs> yeah i <laughs> oh uh i'll mention that in a second uh cash wheeler and tully uh were handcuffed to luchasaurus outside 
And throughout the match, the freaking gun club. Oh my god. Oh my god. Austin and Billy just kept... They just kept singing the freaking song. And it's just... I love it, too. Because, one, the entrance music is perfect. Their music before was great. It was but good, it's but this perfect. is fantastic. Like it's like New Day, right? Once they found their music, they didn't need to touch it. It's exactly it's, that's their song. Their song, like yes. this is Jurassic Express's entrance music. Even when Jurassic Express isn't a thing anymore, it's going to be Jungle Boy's thing. Like yes, thank you, thank you, Tony Khan. Tony Khan, that wasn't just a Christmas present to Jack Perry. That was a Christmas <laughs> present to all AEW fans. Oh so yes, thank you. Um. But the match just was killer. Uh, multiple moments oh of Tully and Cash trying to get the Dax and Luchasaurus holding them back. And even a few moments of Luchasaurus trying to get to uh, Jungle Boy and, and Tully and Cash holding him back. Yeah. Um, but we ended up getting a finish that I, I figured it could go either way. But I did not expect Jungle Boy to pick up the win by submission. Yeah, but um, if you had listened to commentary over the the whole match, they really hinted at the snare trap that they, Jungle Boy's been locking in. They did, but when when you consider uh like old school guys that like FTR are trying to be, you know, you look at a lot of the old old school big guys, the top guys, they rarely tap. And that's my thing. I was watching and I'm like, I, I I doubt Dax is going to tap. And like, it, it's just with what they're trying to be and considering the old school top guy gimmick that they're going for. I mean, you go back into the 80s and early 90s and you look at who they're basing off of. And the actual submission finishes back then were so few and far in between that it makes sense that they did it, but it was so surprising to me. Well, and I feel like maybe that's what exactly has happened here. Because to me, I loved it because I was like, oh, I think that's the first time Dax has ever tapped out since leaving WWE. Yeah, I believe so. And so I think to me, um, I liked that because... As long as they don't start doing it where, you know, FTR taps out almost every match, as long as it's, like, maybe once a year they tap, they might tap one or two of them, well, both, it's, you know? it's like taking The Undertaker, for example. The Undertaker, in 30 years of playing that character, I think had a submission loss twice. Right. And I think he passed out during those, too. I don't know uh, if I can ever see Undertaker slapping the mat, tapping out. Yeah, uh, I there there mm, there might have been once, but I'm not sure off the top of my head. But anyways, um, I I was so surprised and so happy with with the outcome. Uh, and then For we sure. end up getting, uh, Tully and Cash. Uh, they attack Luchasaurus, um, yeah. cuff him to the ropes and cut off his horns. <laughs> And then they go to cut Jungle Boy's hair, and oh, Marco I was, comes out with a freaking gold chair. I was so afraid when they went to do that. I'm like, oh, like yeah. Marco's gonna come out, but I'm like, they better not. They better not cut his hair. Oh, he's yeah. he's got great hair, man. He's got great hair. Uh, yeah. yeah, Marco comes out with the with the gold chair, 
and just chucks it at Cash. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I just want to know why it was a gold chair. Like, is that going to be maybe they're going to have like a tables, ladders, chairs match and it's going to be like black, gold and silver, I guess, for the white. Well, their ladders normally, except for the uh, Casino Battle Royal, uh, their ladders, uh, specifically the uh, Escalera de la Muerte. Uh, yeah. uh bucks and uh lucha bros the ladders were were gold and black yeah for if sure. you remember so yeah um i don't know i i i when when I, when I saw it was gold i was like nice nice touch nice touch good yeah. job i mean yeah it just made me laugh because i was like of course he would come up with a gold chair like... but but yeah marco scu and top flight make the save is that what the whole lineup yep. that came out yeah but um but we go from that to Team Taz uh, responding to Sting and Darby. Um, and they just beat up some they, merch guys. They end up going up and like, just like, beating the shit out of some merch guys. Um, Ricky like, Starks. For just selling stuff. Like, they weren't even necessarily... Like, they had some Darby stuff and some Sting stuff. Well, the main point was they had the Sting and Darby stuff hung up there. And, yeah. Uh, but they just... They were just doing their jobs. Like... <laughs> But uh, I got a kick out of it. I mean, freaking Ricky Starks. I mean, y- you look at the size of him. He lifted that guy up hella high and put him through that table. Oh. Um, but I mean, I-, I can understand the retaliation to, to the Sting and Darby promo. It made complete sense. Uh, uh, I just found it funny that it was just random merch guys that they were like, yeah, screw screw them <laughs> yeah like it was just hilarious uh and then it moved on to another really solid match like uh we had Britt baker versus uh shanna? Shanna. how do you say it shanna 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 yeah i i i am a uh big fan of shanna's work i uh i watched a lot of her independent stuff years ago completely forgot about her and then when she came uh back when she when she debuted for all elite wrestling you know however long ago that was at this point i was so happy to see her because i had completely forgotten she is so talented um well her AEW record was three and oh before this match so she's only had three matches inside of AEW. Uh, she's had a lot more because she was on. Okay, well then maybe that was her 2021 record, but I'm pretty sure it just said AEW record as well. She came since out. since she returned, she's she was five and zero as of as of that show because they had said it multiple times on commentary that she uh, okay. since her return, uh, since mm-hmm. she relocated to, um, okay, the states. Well, I I I could have swore on the 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 nameplate similar to ours. It had the um. Um, like she was three and oh, so but I could be wrong. Her, her 2021 record was for, was three, three oh, uh, and is now obviously three okay. one. Uh, yeah. but her, her overall record, uh, which surprises me because I still feel like there was more than that. Uh, six to six. Okay. So, yeah, I I could have sworn that uh, it just said for her whole record, but that, that just must have been her 2021, though. 
But um, I mean, absolutely amazing performer. Um, oh yeah, and in this match too, like she like Brit is still a little green. Like there are some moves where you can see it in Brit, but it was still but, a really good match. I'll be honest. I'll be honest, and I'll take the heat for it. This was the first time I've been impressed with a Britt Baker match. Okay. I think I, I uh, there was like one match previously I was kind of impressed with. Uh, but no, I totally agree. As for, as for a one-on-one, I should say, because she has been involved uh, in the earlier Dynamite days. Um, was involved in, in like some tag matches and that, which were good. For sure. uh, you know, involving the likes of like B Priestley and, and stuff like that. Yeah, but it was the first time I think that I can think of off the top of my head one on one, like I I knew the match and I was a little disappointed going into it. Like I said, I'll take heat for this because I was so excited to see Shanna back on Dynamite, and it was Brit that she was facing. Uh, and by the end of the match, I was quite happy with how the overall feel of the match was there wasn't one moment in particular that i sat there going oh you know like come on exactly. Brit. there was a few moments where i was like eh, like oh gosh yeah but they picked exactly. it right back up uh she you can tell she's been training which i'm happy about because she's gonna be a main staple of that women's roster for a long time to come well and I mean, she could even be a main staple of another t- another brand too, if her if she decides to not go stay with AEW, which I don't know why she wouldn't. She was, I think, the first woman first ever woman signed. signed. So I feel like she's going to be with AEW for life. I don't ever see her leaving AEW. Honestly, I can see her boyfriend coming over to this company. I don't know if you ever heard of him. He's kind of had um some some fun in the uh, company we'll talk about later tonight uh in the show um adam cole i don't know if you've heard of him oh oh that that that's Bert baker's boyfriend yes yeah that's right yeah. that's right so um but yeah brit wins uh via submission uh and then uh <clears throat> uh and then she starts attacking shanna um <clears throat> What, uh, you don't like my cat coming to bug me in the middle of our podcast here? For those of you uh, listening on platforms, my uh, cat Bella is currently making herself right at home, hanging out with me. But just um, made me laugh. <laughs> but she begins attacking Shanna, and uh, Thunder Rosa comes out to make the save. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then it just moves on to MJF. Well, I we had uh, like the announcers being like, "Oh, MJF is looking for Sammy backstage," and then it literally just cuts to them standing together. I'm pretty sure. Uh, uh he he actually, walks into the room. He walks into yeah, because he yeah, shoves walks the camera guy the out of the way. Yeah. So. so they were pretty much together already, but yeah, uh, and they just kind of talk about like how like sammy mentions that mjf has everybody fooled in their circle but he doesn't have him fooled mm-hmm. and basically he just sees right through all of mjf's shit which i mean even a four-year-old could <laughs> but uh but yeah so it was a decent segment uh but before we get into the main event here they made a bit of an announcement that i'm still not um entirely sure of they started to announce for the women's title eliminator tournament, um, and specifically on the uh, 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 video uh, card 
of, of the bracket. That's what I was looking for, the bracket. Um, specifically, they had the American flag and the Japanese flag flying. And the commentators made a point to go on the American side of the bracket. We have Serena Deeb facing the first ever AEW Women's Champion, Riho. So I'm trying mm-hmm. to figure out where they're going with this tournament with um, them mentioning like on the American side and having it very specifically like one side of the bracket being behind like with the American flag behind it. And the other side with the Japanese flag, like it just seemed like an, a weird, a weird thing that they but, did. And then on the American side, you had Serena Deeb and Riho. Yeah. So it's not like they're going to have, like, Riho versus another Japanese person. Yeah, so I don't know where where they're going with it. But, Maybe um, they're going to do some recording in Japan with, like, Stardom? Uh, Isn't I, that who's in Japan, right? Yeah, but they're owned by New Japan now. Right, that's so, what I mean. So is there a working relationship with New Japan now? Uh, and this is how we're starting it? But it wouldn't it wouldn't make sense because then you've got to you know hope that um, whoever's going to come out on top of that side of the bracket that they're going to come over to the states after the whole. Um, or you send the American to Japan. You're you're just talking a lot of difficulty there, though. Is the thing. For sure, absolutely, but it seems to be a little easier to get somebody into Japan than it is to get somebody to come out of Japan, a la when Moxley's going to be going there soon. Yeah, so I don't know, it'll be interesting to see, but uh, moving on uh, up to the main event, just before the entrances, we have the Good Brothers and the Young Bucks uh, being interviewed backstage. Um and the main point that I want to make out of this is we have Kenny come in and say to the Bucks, like, we need to talk. And then here comes Callus with look trying to look like Two-Face from Batman. <laughs> yeah, uh, he, he has, like, an inch of padding now instead of just the bruise. He's like, so what, did you go and have surgery? They broke your face? Like, Yeah, I just, I don't know, I... I like I keep saying I'm intrigued to see where it's going. Uh, I, I have a feeling that this is exactly what I thought. Like Don has lied; he did not get hit by the Bucks at all, and that the that Kenny is being swindled by Don. And I want to see my Bucks and Kenny come back together and two sweet each other and not be reluctant about it. Yeah, exactly. Like. But we end up uh, having uh, the Young Bucks and the Good Brothers facing off against uh, the Dark Order, comprised of Evil Uno, Stu Grayson, uh, John Silver, and Alex Reynolds. Yeah, Hi, they're Gandela. tag teams in, inside of Dark Order. So, uh, all in all, I mean, the match, uh, you're talking eight fantastic performers. Uh, I mean, the history between... Not only uh, Uno and Grayson in the Bucks, but Silver and Reynolds in the Bucks. Uh, I mean, go and watch independent shows and like the matches that were had um, mm. between some of those teams. I mean, 
Uh, Uno and Grayson and the Bucks are considered one of the best independent tag team feuds in history. Yeah, exactly. Um, th- that's the um, whole reason they're there. Uh, one thing I really loved about this match was uh, Uno tags in John Silver, and he's going up against Carl, uh, and then he just points at Doc. I want the big guy. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, John. Johnny Hungy. He wants the big guy. <laughs> like, and like, oh, fair play to John. He tries here to really take it to uh, to, uh Doc. And... Like, it, it ended up being an absolutely fantastic match. Oh yeah. Uh the Bucks and the Good Brothers pick up the win. Um They hit a lot of the the Bucks signature moves as quad moves. Like the, they the, hit the... the quad super kick was brutal. Yeah. I like... wouldn't have wanted to take that. I mean you, you have one person who, who extend their it? foot. Uh Stu Grayson, I believe. Stu took it. Uh yeah. you have one person extend their foot just a little too much, and your head is being shoved into three other feet just coming at you. Like, yeah, it it looked rough. Well, didn't they hit like a version? Didn't they hit like BTE trigger into Magic Killer or something like that? There was Magic Killer came from a Bucks move at one point, and I don't remember how. Yeah, I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was it was a really cool. Like they just did so many cool moves, and then at the end, obviously, we had um, Good Brothers hit Magic Killer again on uno i believe and then yep. young bucks hit melter driver on yep. uno and they took the pin uh, but um but yeah so after afterwards uh ray phoenix ends up coming out the good brothers sure as hell back off real quick um yeah phoenix takes out the bucks uh gals anderson come to make the save um which prompts john moxley to come out um the dive by phoenix to the outside holy crap oh yeah oh my yeah, god phoenix is always he'll just kill himself he's like jeff he, oh i if you think i'll live okay i'll do it like like he flew into that barricade and then just sat there and then i gotta say one of the best cells i've ever seen here comes kenny omega coming in moxley turns around and paradigm shifts him and kenny's just stiff as a board like it yeah. is one of my favorite cells I've ever seen. He took it and just looked like he got killed. Oh yeah, and he just laid there until the show went out. Like he did not move until he knew the show was off air. He just he took that paradigm shift, closed his eyes and just laid face first on the mat dead. Which is awesome because that proves the paradigm shift is still that move we need to fear, but Kenny's also got his move. We need to fear the one winged angel. Exactly. One person has only kicked out of it. Or if you, if you don't want to believe the coda did it, nobody's ever kicked out of it. No, oh, it was such, it was such a long time ago at, at that matter too. Right. Like, well, and I mean, some people don't even really acknowledge that it happened. I've sent you a clip of the move and coda barely kicked out of it. Oh, like, exactly. <laughs> exactly Ugh. so uh but that was that was dynamite uh and we got results here for one last uh show we've got nxt so yes, uh 
that's good. But uh, before we move on here, just remember, if you're enjoying, make sure to follow us on Twitter uh, and as well on our Twitch to get notifications when we go live. We also upload the podcast, uh, the video on demand onto our YouTube, as well as the audio on demand is up on most major uh, podcast streaming sites such as Google Podcasts and Spotify. So check us out there. But uh, moving on here, we have NXT, um, which was a, a decent card, but I yeah. I once again was I, I'm in the same boat with Impact. Uh, coming off such a hot card last week, especially with the fight pit, I was let down. Personally, that's just another one of those. Uh, that's me. again, there was so much in this show, and you know what? It might be down to the fact that I I watched this one live. Uh, so maybe there was something about the fact that like I I was sitting there and I had no idea because sometimes when you watch things back you have a rough idea of what already happened right so maybe it was something to do with me watching it there live but there was something about it like I just there there was really good storytelling and just amazing matches through the whole card to me honestly especially with the the one match that you ended up telling me the competitor of later on we'll talk about but that is such a cool one to talk about but uh, i just found like the past few weeks like I, i've said it like for a match filled with like or a card filled with tag team matches and stuff like that like they've they've been doing really good it, it kept me hooked and this episode just it it I don't know. There wasn't a whole lot that kept me hooked and wanting to see it. Yeah, that's um, fair. That's fair. But anyways, we uh, we open the show. We've got Killian Dane and Drake Maverick against MSK. Um, obviously, really decent showing. You're talking MSK, fantastic performers, and then Dane and Maverick are also very good competitors. Uh, absolutely, and I mean, like. Kane, uh, Dane and uh, Drake, they were just they they did a lot of really good moves. Like uh, in no way did MSK carry this match. Like it was a very even match, and um, I love MSK's. I don't know how how else to describe it. The pushed moonsault they do. Yes, like, I I don't know how else to say it either. But that is very. Like, it's such a cool move, and you don't think of how much damage that would actually cause, but. As he's landing, his body is, like, running across the other guy's body. So there's a, a bit of, like, not even rug burn, but kind of like that in it, too. Like, skin on skin rubbing together makes really fucking bad rashes and shit. Like... I'll, I'll keep the joke to myself. Go uh, ahead, do so it, do we... it, do it. Go ahead, do it. <laughs> we, uh, but we have a really decent showing. Uh, MSK, uh, yeah, it was a good match. MSK picking up the victory and moving on to the semifinals there. Um, and then we move on to what just seemed like a really odd interview with uh, Kurt Stallion. Um, I struggled to figure out his name as I was talking, as I was making the bullet points they said his name at the start and i'm like what's his name again <laughs> um i don't know i just I, I don't know what they were trying to hit with it i know he was supposed to have the match later on which we'll get to um the the circumstance surrounding it but it just it, it 
felt like it missed whatever mark that they were aiming for completely. And maybe it's because I haven't been watching 205 or stuff like that, but I, I just, I had no yeah, interest. Yeah, and that's just it. I haven't watched 205 either, so I don't know what's going on here, but I didn't hate it, especially with the little bit of storytelling we get later on. So... But, uh, and then we get, uh, the next match in the Women's Dusty Cup, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez versus Aaliyah and Jesse Kamea. Um, <clears throat> and this one was more of your kind of almost exactly what you would expect it to be match. We knew oh, coming into this that Dakota and Raquel were going to win this match. Uh, but that in no way means, like, Aaliyah and Jesse Kamea did not, uh, show up in this match at all. Like, they definitely had a good showing. It just, we good, knew where this was going. Exactly good performers. And I mean, Aaliyah repping uh, good old uh, Canada, you know, happy yeah. with that. Well, so And uh, Robert Stone is formerly Robbie T in Impact. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I, I keep yeah. forgetting about that. Maybe no, sorry, it's because I'm trying. Robbie E, I think. Robbie, Robbie e. T was yeah. Rob Terry. Yeah, yeah, because that was he came in initially when they were trying to do the whole parody for uh uh Jersey Shore. Yeah. Uh yeah. that yeah, yeah. There there yeah. was some there was some high <laughs> points of like two thousand and eight TNA wrestling and then there was some And low that wasn't points. one of them. <laughs> but um Yeah, we end up uh having, as you said, Kai and Gonzalez winning. Uh and then we yeah. get a backstage promo with the way uh gargano theory um candace luray and indy hartwell um and it was good but johnny just gets mad at the mention of Kushida. he he just seems paranoid um and as they walk off i get a good little chuckle because freaking dexter loomis in the freaking curtains just like hey guys (laughs) it confused me but then again we get more on it later i want more of this dexter character oh my god he's loving it he seems awesome and a a fun fact apparently um he he's got it it's a thing he doesn't have to blink often which is why if you ever notice he why he's so wide-eyed apparently he just does not need to blink as often as most people do so if you've ever noticed like the wide-eyed like continued staring i guess he can do that for quite a while interesting That's so really interesting. Uh, we get a, a promo uh featuring scarlet uh it's really creepy like i i love those promos i've seen a, quite a few of them at this point yeah. and uh i i like that they got rid of the head piece for her it didn't work for me last week um, she's got she's had so many different gears since her and uh carrion have uh debuted um yeah i just was worried that that headpiece was going to stay and i was like can we not do that like, you'll you'll see it again i'm sure but probably uh, it just it looked really strange uh and then we got a really neat little thing from talking about tegan knox um oh, how right, she's gonna yes. be training with brie larson on brie's youtube channel yeah and i think that dropped drops today today I, I think it does drop today and i just thought that was so cool because they talked about how tegan knox is actually a huge fan of captain marvel and specifically brie larson and how this is going to really set her on her road back to recovery and i wish nothing but the best for tegan knox oh exactly. i hope she comes back stronger than ever and you know what maybe she'll even come back with something to do with like captain marvel like her her attire and stuff like that 100 percent cool with that 
Yeah, I am all for it. I love it. But uh, then we move on to what what is uh, a neat little tidbit for us. Uh, yes. I was watching Dynamite Live. I, I watched NXT after the fact. And uh, my Twitter starts blowing up uh, a little ways in uh by a bunch of uh independent guys and that that i've that we've seen quite a bit uh just just commenting red death which uh immediately to me uh translates over to the independent wrestler daniel garcia well we end up having uh tyler rust with malcolm bivens against they changed his name which pisses me off okay rios 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 yeah. Who said it? When did they say that? Multiple times during commentary. I never heard it. Yeah, because I was listening, because I put in my notes, uh, Tyler Rust versus Daniel Garcia. Me too. And as they're talking, they're, his name was Rios. 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 I don't know. Uh, but it, it was just, it was really awkward. Um, but I'm glad Danny Garcia got the chance to show off as somebody who's seen him live oh, yeah. a lot. You want to talk, like, I mean, I, I understand the point of it. Tyler Rush was going over. We knew that. But Daniel Garcia, that's another one of those ones where absolutely killer pro wrestler. Like, yeah. oh, my God. I just wish we saw more from him in this match. Like, that's all I wanted. I wanted to see them give Daniel a 15-minute match here to show his yeah. shit. Well, as for but- a guy who, uh, like... I mean, it was what two years ago he broke both his legs in that car accident. It was yeah, it was so. a group of the Buffalo Boys traveling. It was Daniel Garcia, Kevin Blackwood, uh, Puff, and I don't I don't think Blade was with them on that trip. I don't believe um, Sutter at the time, right? Rex yeah, Sutter. yeah, Pepper Parks, whatever he would have been going by. Uh, yeah. they were traveling back from a show, uh, in Montreal, Quebec, and they hit black ice and the car just got demolished. Uh, Daniel Garcia broke both his legs. Kevin Blackwood had some broken bones and Puff walked away with a few bruises and that was about it. Um, that I doesn't w- surprise me, uh, <laughs> with the size of Puff, like no big guys in accidents generally can walk away from shit unscathed. Yeah, few bruises, you know, concussion at worst, stuff like exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, I was at uh, we've talked about it a few times. Smash Wrestling. Uh, Daniel Garcia was was a big fixture at Smash Wrestling when I started getting into it, and then that happened. Uh, I was at his first Smash show back, and I remember the pop that that crowd had. I I was so excited. Um. Yeah. So to see him on something like NXT was really, really nice. Exactly. Uh, like we see these little, I shouldn't even say these little, these indie darlings from uh, our our neck of the woods coming on to live TV. Man, that is just something that you only dream of seeing well, for, for these guys. Like, like, I mean, we talked about it last time with Butcher and Blade. Like, <laughs> yeah. But, exactly. uh. Anyways, Tyler Rust picks up the win there as as kind of expected. Absolutely, um, and it's just I, I, again, like I said, I just wish we saw more from Garcia in this match. Oh yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, then we move on to Kushida and Leon Ruff against the Grizzled Young Vets. Another match in the Dusty Cup. Um, I was really annoyed 
let me say. Um, Because they mentioned about Kushida's uh, run in the Dusty Cup last year. Um, And they would not say Alex Shelley's name. Hmm. They stated about Kushida's uh, uh, match in last year's Dusty Cup. I believe they lost round one with his teammate and that they were the time splitters. But they would not say Alex Shelley. That's really unfortunate because, like, I don't care if they tell me that this person works for this promotion. I want to know some history of wrestling. I just like absorb. That's why I love Matt Stryker. He mentioned Andre the Giant. Sure, he do- he wasn't allowed to mention Hulk Hogan, but he said a certain superstar's uh, necklace and T-shirt. So we knew exactly what he was talking about. It's just. Yeah, we get it. You can't, might not be allowed to say the name. Well, in in that scenario, something. I I wonder if it's a bit of a a because Hulk is back with WWE, or if it's a bit of a a thing because of when he was with Impact. Maybe the terms that they they finished off on weren't the best. It, like I don't know too. how that I didn't think of that place. So that might have been a management perspective <laughs> on either end, but it just but annoyed that's just me. What I thought of. It just annoyed me. Um, and I mean, I don't know if you have any spots to call out from the match, but uh, uh, Kushida kicks out of a doomsday device. Oh yes, and, there oh, was that. Wow, that I thought that was the finish. They hit that, and I was like, "Well, that's it." And then I started writing, "Oh, grizzled young vets defeat." And then uh, he kicked out. What? Like, <laughs> but uh, we ended up having the grizzled young vets uh picking up the win. Um. And one thing that I'm ticket to mayhem. I love that name. Yeah, that's decent. Uh, one thing I noticed, uh, looking back on it a lot, which I don't know, uh, another one of those nitpicky scenarios with the tag team matches, but I can almost always feel when the finish is coming because whoever is on the apron of who ends up losing, they somehow end up getting taken out. There's never Generally, just yeah. a clean, like, we hit the finisher and that's that. Well, it's because um, the tag guy will come in and break up the pin, right? But you're not supposed to. Rule-wise, you're, you're allowed one. Match. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And they do it a million times in a match, so that's already one right. rule that they don't hold up, exactly. which is annoying. Which is why I enjoy FTR and, and I was gonna say, listen, take it up with FTR <laughs> and and the tag ropes and that. Like they slack so much on tag team rules that it pisses me off because tag I team literally wrestling saw, is great. I saw Nick holding the just regular like elevator cable, whatever you want to call it, the rope, and tags Matt's back. Yeah, yeah. dynamite this week. Like yeah, but uh, I just. I don't know. That that's just something that's annoying me. I mean, there's no reason we we've had it in the past. There's no reason a clean finish can't happen with the other guy still on the apron, or or something like that. But it, in this one, I kind of think it made sense in the fact that Ruff would have definitely come in, and or I guess it was Kashida who took the who would have come in. Yeah, so Kashida would have definitely made the save because of the character he is. I'm, and so I'm not, I think that was in that one. I'm not even stating for this exactly. No, I'm just saying, like, this is in where general. is it, it's exactly where I noticed it because it was sure. the third time that night. 
that it happened and then i'm like thinking back to it and after the fact i went and checked out the finishes of some of the previous dusty cup matches and i'm like okay so this is just a running thing that now i just literally have to watch for the person to get taken out and there's a 50 50 chance that that is the finish of the match yeah that i never have to worry if the guy is on the apron that it's more than likely the finish i just absolutely yeah that's it's just one of those things where i'm like i can just basically anytime the guy's getting pinned if his opponent if his teammate is on the apron it's a false finish is what i'm basically getting out of it which was just annoying but and you know hopefully we'll get away from that but yeah I, i i've definitely seen that consistency for sure but uh, the way end up uh, coming out and attacking uh, Kushida and Leon Ruff. Um, yep. And Loomis just scares them away. Yeah, just kind of shows up and scares them away. Actually, the way he did it, it was very similar to The Fiend and um, just appeared behind Theory. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was very nice because uh, Theory, like, shit himself. So Yeah, I was pretty good. But... Uh... And then we go uh, backstage, and Kurt Stallion is down. He was attacked. Um, I don't know. I just... And he just says Legato, which is uh, Legato del Fantasma, right? Yeah. Uh, And then when we come back from commercial, uh, they're all standing in their locker room, and Regal just barges in. Yelling at him, telling them that next week the match will happen if for some reason Stallion's attacked. Uh, there will be repercussions, stuff like that. Um, and as uh, Legato go to leave, uh, there is a uh, card sitting on top of the bag, which seems to be one of the ones that Scarlet was using earlier in the show in her promo. Oh, okay. I didn't see that connect, but that's very neat. I I didn't notice that. Yeah, because it was uh, it was one of those uh uh I don't even know what you call those decks, but um the Toro decks, right? Yes, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um cuz they they said it was the death card. Um spe- uh, specifically cuz uh in Spanish death is muerte or something yeah. like that. But, um so they said that because they were speaking Spanish at the time, but I, I got the gist of, oh, it's the death card, but they were taunting it. And then they la- laughed and said happy hour starts at 10 and left. <laughs> like, yeah, like, um, but yeah, uh, we have, uh, Tony Storm come out, uh, love Tony Storm. Yep. Yep. Uh, myself as well. Um, <laughs> she comes out and, uh, starts cutting a promo, um, and it it all broke down really quick, and I have no issue it, it with did. it. Uh, we have Io Shirai come out, telling her she doesn't like Tony. Uh, Tony starts attacking Io Shirai. Um, and just as we figure the, the, the bit of the attack is done, as Tony Storm gets sent out of the ring and Io Shirai is left standing, here comes Mercedes Martinez and yep. laying out Io Shirai. And what I really liked with all the fighting here is at the end, Tony Storm taking out uh, Mercedes Martinez. I I, I thought yeah. that was a nice little bit there of Tony well, Storm they... being like, I'm I'm not here to, to play nice anymore. I'm here for the title type thing. Yeah, they're definitely pushing Tony for the, te- the NXT title. And 
I really want her to win it because I wouldn't mind seeing Shirai go up to even uh, a, to Raw or SmackDown. And I mean, even if she stays on NXT, she doesn't need the title to be a dominant fixture. Exactly. I just I would love to see Tony with it. Like, I think that she would be able. She would be a great champion. I don't think she needs to be a face to be a great champion because she's currently working a heel character. But I'm treating her like a face because I absolutely love her. Um, <laughs> she's and, fantastic. Yeah, I can't not like. She gets in the ring. She cuts great promos. She wrestles fantastic. And I don't want to sound like a perp, but she looks great. Yes. Yeah. Like hundred percent. Uh, but she and I know up... we don't say that about the guys in wrestling, but hey, shut I up, complimented we're guys. Jungle Boy's hair. I like Jungle Boy's hair. Sure. Okay, we'll move on. <laughs> but um, but yeah, Tony Storm ends up standing tall at the end of the segment. Um, yeah. And then we go into a little swirl of interviews and vignettes. Uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott has an interview. Uh which I really don't have any notes on, just kind of... Yeah, it's just basically what had been going on with his, just what he had been doing. Everybody's been blaming Swerve for everything. That's yeah. basically what he said. Uh, we and get... we got a really nice Imperium promo. Yeah, Imperium vignette, which was really nice. Or yeah, it was in that. Uh, leading up to them, uh, obviously, uh, coming back as a force, it'd be nice to see Walter come back over but i mean they're they're handling nxt uk yeah. with him so yeah and they 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 hinted at walter as well i definitely think they will have walter eventually come over but i almost wonder if he's gonna drop the nxt uk title it'll uh, be interesting to see for sure because he's what held it almost two years now probably something like that like but that's I mean, insane in in 2021 to see a champion almost two years of a reign. We haven't seen that in decades. Well, it also doesn't help that they didn't have like six months of TV. But right, but that's, that's not, not his, their fault. <laughs> he would be defending it if if that were the case. So I'm not. That's why I'm calling it a fair reign because yeah. it's not like he's choosing to not defend it like Brock Lesnar. Exactly. And I, um, I can say he chose to not defend it because he was multiple jobs offered to him of, hey, do you want to defend your title? And he said, nah, not really. But uh, we end up having an Undisputed Era interview, uh, which then leads around. Uh, we have Isaiah Swerve Scott versus Bronson Reed, uh, which I, I would like to make one little comment, uh, just something that I really enjoyed. Um I, I noticed them do it a little bit on the steps, but the main thing was when he got in the ring, Bronson Reed, and he does the stomp. I liked the camera shake. Yeah. Uh, it just added a really nice feel to it. Um, they did it a couple weeks ago, too. Uh, it just makes him feel like that that big guy that he which is what they're be. which is Which is what they're aiming for, so they're they're doing right. Yeah, exactly. Um but I love his his top rope move throughout the match. I mean, he freaking basically suicide dived. Um, he hit a a uh standing senton at one point, and I felt bad for Scott. I mean, he landed all that weight right on him. Um, yeah. and then the splash uh at the end, like that's a big uh, dude. They call it the tsunami drop. Like that's a big dude hitting a big splash yeah i mean there's a lot of big guys who have done moves like that but nobody gets that height 
like he does. Like he gets up there similar to like RVD level of. Oh yeah. Up there. Like. But Bronson Reed but, picks up that yeah. win. Um, As expected. So uh, then we have a promo with uh, Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher. Um, and it's basically just they have respect for each other now. Like I mean, as they that, should. <laughs> yeah, you guys went to war against each other and didn't die. I, I think the only way to survive the, or to go from there is to be respectful to each other and be like, hey, I'm just not going to kill you now. Just don't kill me. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, good promo. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be mad if they went deep in the tournament either. Oh, no, not one bit. Not one bit. Um, But that leads around into the main event of NXT. Kyle O'Reilly and Finn Balor against Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch. This was, again, one of those matches you... It's exactly what you would expect it to be. Yeah, it was it was fantastic. I uh I don't think I have anything bad to say about this match. Um for fantastic no. competitors, um fantastic athleticism in wrestling. Uh there was there was one moment where after like an atomic drop and um this near they they were going for a fall. Um Oni goes to leave the ring forgetting who was the legal man and the commentators actually did a good job of covering it saying he was thinking about adding more offense because he's against the nxt champion and i'm like no he just forgot who the legal guy was (laughs) (laughs) to the commentary team there uh yeah like they, they they made the save for him but i was just like no if you know you know but but uh we had uh Balor and O'Reilly picking up the win. Uh, and With then... Kyle literally catching Birch in this submission. Like, he come, I don't even know how he comes off the top rope. But however he does, Kyle is just like, no, you're in this now. Like... <laughs> so, uh... And then we end up having uh, Pete Dunne show up and the beatdown starts. Um... And this was my yeah. only issue is once the Undisputed Era started coming out and they're walking towards Oh, the I ring. was bothered by that. And then Dunn hits the finger break on Balor. Or snap or whatever you they, call it. They yeah. slide out. And then the Undisputed Era was like, oh, now we'll come in. I'm like, you guys were walking to the ring. Yeah. Well, I think... Uh... So I think Undisputed Era's idea was, oh, well, we'll come out and they'll see us and they'll stop anyways, right? Because that's generally what happens. Um, but in this case, they uh, done, we did see Dunn literally shrug his shoulders and do it anyways. So that, like, that was kind of nice. But no, I was really bothered by Undisputed Era walking to the ring. I was just like, okay, you guys normally would sprint to the ring, but maybe that was due to the fact that they were f- attacking Balor and not Kyle. That's what I was thinking about at the same time. That just that if that's the case, that bothers me as well. But right, and but I could see that becoming a, a storytelling thing between Undisputed Era and Finn. Which one thing I've wanted to ask: Do you know where Fish is? Nope. <laughs> no, okay. I do not know. <laughs> I was wondering okay. that myself. Um, I don't know if it's an injury or something potentially, but which, if it is, that is so unfortunate because I feel like of Undisputed Era, he's been the only one to get injured. 
like consistently he's been the one that's been missing from the group yep. more than anything yeah like and it's because and that's why i don't really associate fish with them but when i don't see all four of them standing there i'm like somebody's missing but just you don't always see him there so you kind of forget about him which is unfortunate because him and o'reilly yeah they're a fantastic tag team oh absolutely like, but, uh, I, was, I I almost thought he was a tag team with Cole, but the O'Reilly is more of his tag team partner. But well, that was that was uh, NXT. Uh, I guess if you are up for it, we can move on to our ratings of these shows. Yeah, uh, do Impact Dynamite and NXT again? Yep. Right. Yep. So uh, up first, yeah, Impact Impact Wrestling. What you what you give? I gave it a three point two five tonight or I guess that time, because it was just, I really enjoyed the show. Like, I mean, obviously there were segments like the Fire and Flav Festival I did not like, but overall, I enjoyed the match, or the, the show. I gave it a 2.5. Um, I, I've, I, I mean, we're not in far difference in opinion there. Like I said, I just, I, I had a hard time enjoying it completely. So For sure. No, and I could see that. Like, there was definitely... Um, Impact's one thing I'll say is they're not fantastic at um, showing what happened the previous weeks to keep people up to date. That's one thing WWE does much better than a lot of programs, honestly. Even even Dynamite struggles yep. to, to recap. Well, that's the thing. I mean, one of the biggest things, and I mean, thankfully, we didn't have to deal with a whole lot of it this week. But, like, uh, last week with uh, Taya getting uh arrested in that if you if that was your first episode in like a while of watching you had no background no exactly like even just a quick five minute recap of show the shooting show the trial show this show larry getting arrested like i knew the bare minimum because of what was being posted on social media exactly like we just needed like it's just little storytelling things that that would help out but it's not always needed which is why impact doesn't do it i feel like yeah they they assume everybody's watching week to week but uh according to our poll that we did on twitter we post polls uh after uh these shows um 66.7 percent uh thought it was a good show uh, and 33.3% were sitting on the fence as to uh, their decision. Nobody figured it was a bad show. Well, that's from good. the looks of it. So, I mean, and you're not saying it was a bad show. It's just wasn't a great show. Oh, exactly. Well, I mean, the like, thing is, is, is technically speaking, it got a passing grade. In, in, in well, my exactly. perspective, where out of five, I gave it a two and a half. Yeah, exactly. So like, I, I just I enjoyed it a little more, and like I said, that's probably down to the fact that I've watched slightly more Impact recently than you have. Yeah. So, but uh, up next, Dynamite. Would you? Would you go? I I really enjoyed Dynamite this uh tonight or last night. Well, I'm messing all that up, but uh, I, I gave it a four point two five. Oh wow, that's that's the first rating over a four. The it only- is. I. I loved this show. Wow. Um, I was I was gonna give it a four, but I figured that was too high of praise. I gave it a three point seven five just to try and be a little modest on it. 
Um, I just, it did everything right. I, it ticked all the boxes. It didn't, I wasn't left wanting more after this show. I, it literally had five-star matches, probably three of them. You, in my you, you just felt satisfied after. Yeah. I know exactly yeah. what you mean. Yeah. I was like, that was a good two hours of wrestling. Like, um, well, I, it, our poll seems to agree here on our Twitter, uh, 88.9% felt it was a great show. 11.1% uh, felt like it was lacking and we didn't have anybody uh, sitting on the fence for this show. Uh, okay. Sorry, Bella, but I got to put you down. Uh, so that that's good. And then finally up, we've got NXT. What'd you give? I gave it a four. I, I liked it, but just not as much as I liked Dynamite. Uh, I gave it a 2.75. All right. I... Very different tonight, but, or uh, last night, I guess, but today, whatever you want to call it. Um, but yeah, I just, again, it ticked a lot of the boxes for me. I didn't have a lot of issues with it. Like we said, the issues I did have with it were I wanted to see more of Garcia and just stuff like that. Like, I, I didn't struggle to follow along with any of the story. They really do a good job of recapping for everything to keep you up to date. Yeah. So I, I wasn't lost at any point, and I didn't think any matches fell flat at all. So well uh according to our uh fan poll uh 85.7% figured it was a great show and we had 14.3 sitting on the fence okay. so uh yeah well that's that's pretty pretty damn decent then uh so uh moving on we'll run show by show once again we'll just keep running through uh your match of the night what would you give for impact uh, my impact match of the night was the eight-man tag team main event. Okay. Uh, I gave it to Matt Cardona and Josh Alexander versus Ace Austin and Madman Fulton. Um, okay. The only reason the main event didn't get it from me, 100% honest, was because of the move fest mid-match. Of just We're all just going to hit our big moves, and that's that. Very fair. Absolutely, so, I I can see that for sure. Um, dynamite. Uh, again, the eight man tag main event. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, my match of the night. I've got two. I couldn't decide. I tried my absolute best. I'm breaking the rules here. Oh, I don't. Um, care. I give it to Jericho and MJF versus the Varsity Blondes. Um. Mm-hmm. As well as Dax Harwood versus Jungle Boy. I thought both matches showed the best professional wrestling that they could in in two different senses. Uh, Dax and Jungle Boy felt old school, felt really good uh, with some of the new school flippy shit and whatnot. And then the tag match, Jericho and MJF versus the Varsity Blondes. I was so impressed with how over jericho and mjf put the the varsity blondes uh there wasn't a second during that match like i said i went into it expecting it to be kind of a beat down match and i came out of that match being baffled by how good it was absolutely fair um and then nxt 
Um, mine. <laughs> it was the main event again. Oh my Kyle god! Rye and uh, Finn Balor. I didn't uh, realize I picked the main events, but yeah, no, they were they were all fantastic main events. Well, um, I I gave mine for NXT to the main event as well. I thought okay. it was definitely uh definitely the match of. That I, I debated night. on going to MSK, but I just I felt like the the main event match was just something more. That's fair. Um. Moving on to our segment of the night uh, on uh, Impact, would you give it? Uh, to the opening segment where Swan talks to Tommy about the match that they are going to have. Okay. Um, I gave it to uh, Brian Myers versus Eddie Edwards. Uh, more okay. so to the finish. Um, For sure, yeah. Purely yeah, no, because... This segment, we can do a match if you wanted to. Yeah, exactly. That 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 was that was the the point of this. But I'm giving it specifically out of that whole match, even with it being a fantastic match. I'm giving it specifically to the finish because it intrigues me so much to know the route they're going with Eddie Edwards because it just seemed like a snap. Yeah, like, I think it he might didn't be even going feel down. like a build. It felt like a snap, which really intrigues me. Well, and the look in his eyes as he was leaving, like he had that kind of crazy look, like almost a lunatic fringe Dean Ambrose look. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Uh, segment of the night for uh, for Dynamite. Uh, sue me, I picked two. It was the Sting and Darby one, and as well as Team Taz's one, because I kind of lumped them together, because they were a response to one another, basically. Uh, but those two segments, just, they did perfect storytelling, we had awesome beatdowns, and then for Darby and Sting, it was just, what else did you need? Yeah, so I also gave it two, but in a different sense from you. I gave it to the Street Fight promos. I, I lump them together as one. Oh, as one. I okay. agree a hundred percent with what you're saying, but I put the main event as my segment of the night because the match was fantastic. Uh, but the 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 promo at the start and the beatdown at the end, and I mean Kenny's sell off the paradigm shift. I mean deserves an award on its own. Yeah, um, for sure. I felt like the the main event uh, as solid as it was a match. I felt like the storytelling behind it uh, with, like I, like I said, the pre-match interview and the post-match beatdown stood out more to me. Uh, so I'm giving those two my segment of the night from there. For sure. Um, and then NXT. Tony Storm and Lo Shirai. Same. Or Io Shirai. Why did I say Lo Shirai? <laughs> uh, I agree 100%. Tony Storm and Io Shirai. Yeah. Uh, that, whole, uh, that whole bit there was definitely my... Yeah. Uh, that was, per I and mean, you know, we we can call ourselves biased if we want, but I love Tony Storm, and I want to see more of her. A hundred percent. All right, uh, I think I know what your impact. Oh no, performer. Sorry, perf okay. I thought you were gonna do the other one first, but no, no, performer of the night first. Performer of the night. Who do you got for impact? Rosemary. Okay. She had a really good showing in that match, and I just I liked it. That's fair. Um. I gave mine to Eddie Edwards. Uh, All right. <laughs> for the same reason I gave it segment of the night, because I feel like uh, just with the quick snap of it and how well he did it, a lot of those guys can't handle like a, a three second, if you want to call it even a, like a three second heel turn. 
Yeah. Like, it just, it worked for such a quick out of the blue thing. Normally, some things like that are forgettable to me. But for some reason, that segment and and the way Eddie Edwards pulled it off, I just, I I was amazed. Right. Uh, Dynamite. Ryan Nemeth. He impressed the hell out of me in his match. I absolutely loved it. That is that is fair. Um, so mine, uh, I I'm cheating a lot when it comes to dynamite. Uh, mine is kind of a three way split, but it's all from the same match. I'm giving it, uh, to, uh, the Varsity Blondes as well as Chris Jericho, and I'm not leaving MJF out to be an ass. But the thing is, is Varsity Blondes the showing that they gave was amazing. But the reason I'm lumping Jericho in there and not MJF is. Jericho is a veteran, and the veterans don't have to give these new guys a shot. Mm-hmm. And as much as MJF put them put them over, Jericho, 30, 35 years in the business, and he made those two guys stars in one match. Yeah, and I mean, you can say that maybe it was a little bit because Chris wanted to give something to Brian Pillman Sr. in way of Brian Pillman Jr., but whatever it is, I don't care. It was a great show. That was, you're absolutely correct. I I don't disagree with you at all. Yeah, that, that, that's just it. I don't care what the intentions were. Jericho put them over and made them look like stars. The Varsity Blondes have been on multiple matches on Dynamite, and I haven't really cared. And like no, I said, sure. going into this match, I was like, oh, here we go. And the fact that I wouldn't have been surprised by the end of the match if they won. Like, that's the thing. If they would have won, I wouldn't have been shocked because of how much work Jericho did for them in that match. Not to take away from Max, but it it, it was Jericho. It was Jericho it was. who really gave them that rub. Um, for sure. And then moving on, finally, uh, with NXT... Um, so I'm going to give it to two here, the Grizzled Young Veterans. Okay. Both of them, because, I mean, they had just a great showing in that tag match, and I didn't give them a highlight in segment or match of the night, but their tag match was a masterclass of just strong move after strong move, and they're just, they are really good young veterans, and I don't know how they have gotten to be on veteran level but they're still new guys you know what i yeah. mean like their name makes perfect sense because it is exactly right oh yeah 100 percent. uh i'm giving mine uh to two as well um bronson reed and tony storm uh okay. tony storm obviously uh the to almost give it to the women's side build up of uh of nxt right now with them um once again, like I said, promo wise, awesome. The beatdown was great, and I really just like the fine touches of taking out Mercedes Martinez instead of trying to still play friends and whatnot. And then Bronson yeah. Reed. I mean, we were we were singing his praises, talking about the match. I'm I am thoroughly impressed, and I'm excited to see the build for him to continue. Well, I want to see a championship put on that man. I, oh, I want 100%. to see. I don't care which one NXT, North American, world title, whatever. I don't care. Put a title around that man and put a rocket ship on his back. 
Agreed. Agreed. hundred percent. Um, and then moving on to our final of the night, uh, segment here, worst of the night. This is a new segment here, which I figured needed to be added. Um, particularly, particularly after impact, if I'm being honest. Um, and I'll, I thought so. I'll go fat. I'll go first. hundred percent. Um, the fire and flavor fest was, yep was awful was awful and if i had to give a second place i personally would say the opening of the show because it was predictable one guy come out i want the title another guy i want the title another i liked i liked the opening with swan and dreamer as soon as callahan came out i was done with it that was the point i was talking about the opening segment okay. between Swan and Tommy. That okay. specifically was what okay. I was talking I, about. I will no longer uh, mentally be going, Blake, why the hell did you choose that? No, but yes. I was specifically okay. talking about the bit with Tommy Dreamer. Like, but, just uh, that bit. But yeah, if I had to pick an overall worst of the night for Impact, it was the Fire and Flavor Fest. I, I hated every second of it, every promo leading to it. It, it didn't make sense. I totally agree, and that's mine. it was was bad it was bad and i don't know if it's i just missed something or if it just did not work like yeah uh dynamite what did you pick out i had such a tough time to do this Uh, and so we went to mjf and sammy arguing because it was just what they have done before like i i had such a difficult time picking something bad from this show so mine, uh, I've cheated on the rest of the dynamite ones. Uh, I'm cheating a little here too, because uh, it's an overall, not just of the night, but of the last little bit. But tonight, I really felt it as well. Um, the lack of direction in the women's division. For sure. For uh, sure. like we had a fantastic showing. I'm not giving it yeah. to the women's match. The women's match was a fantastic match. But we've just got Britt Baker having matches left and right on Dynamites. Um, we've got Sheeta here one week, and then she's nowhere to be seen. We're supposed to be building up to this Eliminator tournament, which now I'm even more confused about it after them talking about the American side of things and the bracket with the flags. Well, I almost wonder if maybe Sheeta went back to Japan or something. Maybe? She's, she she relocated to the States. She lives in the States so now. So she, she fully is in the States. Yeah. Well, then, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's a And, really like, she wasn't situation. even in the crowd from what I could see. Like, normally she's in the crowd. I couldn't even see her in the crowd. Um, but, you know, it kind of bothered me when she was in the crowd because having your champions in the crowd, unless, like, when it was Brandon Cutler asking the Bucks to be there, it didn't make sense. And I don't mean that in a mean way. It's just your champion should be doing something else. If uh, I did not like her out there for the full shows, but when she was there for the women's matches, it makes sense. And I'd have no problem with, well, I mean, Kenny's current gimmick doesn't work, but if you were to put like, let's go back back to Moxley or Jericho. uh, If you were to put them out there during the main event, if it was building towards something for them. Sure. But not for the whole show. I I agree No, Exactly. Like, but Sheeta did sit out there for a couple of shows just with the title on her shoulder for entire shows. I'm like, do you not have something better to do as champion? Yep. Yep. But, uh, and then NXT, uh, I mean, you, you sung its praises pretty well too. What'd you get for it? 
the Daniel Garcia match because I just wanted more of it. I just wanted more of this match. Like, so I gave it uh, to Garcia as well, but not because of the match as a whole. I, I would have liked to have seen more. That was definitely a downside of it. But I'm giving it particularly to the writers and that before for, for the match. Changing his freaking name. Why? Yeah. I, I didn't Why? hear his name, so I would have said that. But Like, it, it's, it's BS, and then I lumped it up with the tag matches lacked this week uh there was still great great stuff to them but i wasn't as invested as i have been and i i'm not sure why maybe i was worn out after dynamite or something like that but it just after you know the past few weeks of having and and praising i've praised for the past few weeks the tag matches on nxt so for me this week to say that they missed the mark I'm not sure, but that's got to be my worst of the night. It yeah. is those Well, two. and I mean, considering there was only two singles matches on the night, that's also a big issue. Because I think last week's uh, NXT, there was um, at least three singles matches. They were shorter matches, but having a couple of singles matches gives that break on a tag match for us to not expect everything. So I do hear where you're coming from on that, for sure. Yeah, but... uh. And finally up on our show here, we've got our predictions. Uh, we don't have any wrestling tonight. Uh, tomorrow we've got the final show before the Royal Rumble pay-per-view this Sunday. we got SmackDown. Um, the Roman got, show! You got any predictions going into that? Anything you're, you're expecting? It's not bold predictions, eh? So. No, just, just predict. Hey, if it's open if you want it to be a bold prediction give it a bold prediction if you my want just... bold prediction is roman reigns is going to take 10 minutes to walk to the ring on friday <laughs> no, no that's the um, rumble that's the rumble he's gonna take yeah. 15 minutes to enter for the rumble like uh in in all in all seriousness um I think we're going to get some more development with apollo and biggie on friday and sammy um and Sammy, yes, sorry. Um, uh, more basically more ab- around the intercontinental title picture, maybe even making a match at Rumble. Um, but yeah, I just I feel like something's going to happen with the IC title on Friday for sure. No, that's fair. Um, I mean it's it's really hard to say. We know we're going to get a little bit of Owens and Reigns. Uh, a little bit. You mean Reigns is going to be on every hour of the show? Multiple times. Uh, Multiple times. Oh, Roman, we love you. He's a tribal chief. If you don't get that reference, that's what um, Simon Miller does when he does his ups and downs for SmackDown. Oh, my God. Sorry, for SmackDown. Oh, my God. That was... I've never heard that before. That was wonderful. Um, Okay. Uh, (laughs) um, Shout out to what culture? (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. Uh, I just, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I'm expecting, uh, we had Edge's declaration into the Rumble on Raw. Um, I honestly think they're going to try and fit something of similar stature. I mean, you're not going to get another Edge level announcement. The only way you can beat it is having CM Punk come out on SmackDown and go, I'm entering the Rumble. 
Well, I was thinking maybe one would be like, I don't want to sound like the Cena fan, but if Cena comes back, which is has been rumored, um, that would be another big one. You know what? You know what? I've got it. I've got it. Here's my prediction. 100% Rollins declares his entry into the Rumble. We haven't seen Rollins in a while. We haven't seen him since he had he took time off for Becky's yep. birth. Yeah. Which um I think is what two months off now. So about um she and the kid are definitely sustainable by themselves. Like obviously he didn't need to be there, but he wants to be there for the for the yep. start of things. Well, I would not be surprised if we got a similar uh thing to Edge, but with, with Rollins declaring his intent like the the messiah's back and i was gonna say do you does he come back as the oh, messiah 100%. or does he i i want to see him come back as the rollins not necessarily with the blonde streak but that like level of rollins like just being that guy where he can just do what so he wants. so maybe we'll have a nice in between because i mean if he comes back as the messiah um I don't know where where that that angle's going to run now because I mean he lost out on his disciples and all that stuff. So Right. It's but I can see Rollins heel Rollins uh in one shape or another um declaring his intent uh tomorrow night for the Rumble. Yeah, I I just don't see it coming back as the Messiah anymore. I feel like that was something they tried to get over and realized it didn't work. But so. I could be wrong. If I'm wrong, you know, who knows? I, it didn't work for me. That's fair. I mean, not everything works all the time. Uh, I definitely did not enjoy the Messiah gimmick as much as his original heel gimmick. Easy as that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, For this one, do you want to give which was our favorite show of these three? Uh, Sure. Sure. Well, by all means, I don't got a banner for that for the for the video. Obviously. But... Obviously. But um, for me, I think... um. I'd give it to NXT this week just because like um, it, it was a solid show. I gave dynamite a higher rating, but I popped more in NXT matches. So that's fair. Uh, I I'm giving it to dynamite. I, I yeah. start to finish. I mean, opened with something that's been building for months and it paid off uh, and closed with, something that's been building for quite a while and paid off. I, I, I don't think there was a moment throughout it. Like I, I had such a hard time picking out like a worst of the night for it that I just had to focus on the lack of direction for the women's division. Like that, that's how much I, I utterly enjoyed that show. So, uh, yeah. And that's what I mean. Like I had to pick out Sammy and MJFs just because it's a rehash of what they did before. Yeah. And it's not a bad rehash. I mean, it is fresh content, but they are just arguing the same way they have. We'll, we'll get them at double or nothing. That, that'll exactly. be the, the outcome of it. And I think loser leaves inner circle. Yep. 100% will be what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, Which uh, it'll be Sammy. And as unfortunate as that is, uh, Sammy will go on to probably, probably go for the TNT championship next. Yep. Yeah. Which I think is what he needs. Uh, I have Absolutely. no problem with Max staying in the inner circle. It'll be good content there. Because the thing is, if if Max gets kicked out, we're just back to Wardlow where we goes were. too. Yeah, Wardlow leaves too. Yeah, like... and we're back to exactly where we were. So Sammy, as much as it sucks, I'd have no issue with it because I think it will open him up to better things. 
well, I think he'd immediately go into that title picture against Darby. Uh, and that match, I can only picture it in a steel cage for the TNT championship. It'd be interesting. I, I, I would assume uh, once fans start to flood back in, we're going to get a bit more uh, gimmick matches and that, which I'm okay with. I have no issue with it. I've actually, uh, yeah. I've missed the lack of it the past little bit. I'm like, I, I honestly could totally miss go, a steel cage match. <laughs> I could go for a steel cage or even like a ladder match or like, yeah, I'd like a little more, uh, a little more gimmick from them, which is, which last, is weird uh... to say. The last what um, ladder match I could remember vividly is the Money in the Bank, and that was horrible. Oh, are opinion. are you talking the cinematic one? Yeah, that was oh, the last geez. ladder match I can remember being on any wrestling promotion. So, out of Money in the Bank ladder matches, uh, it was the worst one, but I enjoyed the concept of it for what we had. Yes, it was absolutely. A I can great go back concept. and w- watch it as as a funny cinematic bit, but I would never, I would, I would never even put it up there with like Stadium Stampede and Boneyard. No, like it doesn't rank with those. No, um, but it, yeah. But all in all, I mean, three decent shows. I mean, I had my gripes with them, but uh, that that's just we, me yeah. being a a bitter person, I guess. Uh. <laughs> well, and that's just it. Like we we have our opinions on wrestling, and we know that we are gonna get some hate on some of our opinions here. But we're being very reasonable. We're not just picking our favorite people. Like our favorite wrestlers, I don't think have been our wrestler of the night at all yet. I can't. S- no, I can't say. That Unless I... we gave Kenny one one night, but I can't. Remember I gave I did. gave Kenny. Uh, uh, performer of the week. Uh, the hard to kill week, I believe. Right. Yeah, but, but I mean that was pulled... three freaking shows that yeah he, he ran on. three shows. Like yeah, that's he was the performer of the week, and he could you could probably argue that was the performance of the month. Oh yeah, probably like, unless somebody pulls it out the final day of January at the rumble. Well, somebody goes one to thirty, pulls a Rey Mysterio, like so. But uh. But yeah, my lighting well, has changed drastically since we started this. Holy crap! Yep, completely. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I apologize for the people who witnessed that. <laughs> um, but pretty good show, pretty good wrestling. Uh, and yeah, once again, uh, we uh, air live multiple times a week on our Twitch. Uh, follow for notifications when we go live, as well as follow our Twitter as we post uh, about it. Um, if you're enjoying yeah. what we do, uh, you can support us through buy me a coffee and Redbubble. And, uh, yeah. And you know, if you, if on our Twitters, you find some news that you, you don't think we might've seen tweet us, let us know. Cause there's a chance we didn't see it. Like we don't see everything. We are two people who just scour the dirt sheets for news. So there's a good chance we didn't see it. Yeah. And, uh, other than that, um, you can also, as I've said, you can find us on multiple podcast platforms, including the likes of Google Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, hopefully within the next week, we get confirmation from Apple Podcasts. But as soon as we have that, we will let you know uh, through our Twitter and the podcast here. But uh, yeah, thank you everybody for watching and listening. And 
we will be back for our SmackDown review and our Royal Rumble preview show. So uh, yeah. until then, take care. <laughs>